You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. Best of 2020. Hell of a year. Hell of a year, Eddie. Uh, this is a time when we can't be fucked to do a podcast of our own. I think we've done enough this year. Mm. Um, and so we uh, collate the greatest moments of which, you know, D or Dave basically hasn't slept since, what, two days before Christmas Eve? He's been strapped to the machine. Look, we didn't allow him to have Christmas. No. Um, he doesn't celebrate it anyway. So, so that was all right. That worked it, out it, well. It made sense. It made sense. Look, it's our gift to the P and the D during the holiday, t- uh, holiday season, as if we didn't do enough for you already. Yep. But it's just one more piece of delicious content for you to enjoy. So if Perfect for a car ride time. Car ride, bounce outs, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. I'd be playing this as it counts down to, uh, to 2021, personally. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be playing it over the Hottest 100 on, yeah. on uh, January 27th as well. I mean, that's what I'd be doing. That's what I'd be doing. Um now, you can listen to it, obviously, on podcast form or all the footage as well. It'll be a YouTube. It'll be a best of YouTube video as well. So you could also enjoy that. There are options here. Geez, that's generous. It's real generous. Geez, that's generous. Uh, so thanks for all the support for the P and the D in 2020. Obviously, it was the year of the punter and the dribbler, but our source is telling us 2021, also the year of the punter and the dribbler, as Cam Green sits back and cracks one to the boundary, Eddie. Well, he's our highest-scoring Aussie. It's day four, Boxing Day test. Green's got 41 off 134 seeds. Looks like the all-rounder the nation has been crying out for. This may age well, it may not. Who knows? But... Thanks for the support. Enjoy the best of. Bye-bye. Now, what do, what do we make of, uh, of Team's hair? Like, are we... Because, uh, I mean... Look, I, t- I, th- I tell you what I think of Team's hair. I think he's too old for it. Yeah. He's 26. Yeah, that's... Like, you that's be 18, 19 stuff. Yeah. That's, that's... I make silly decisions when I'm 18, 19. Maybe you'll get a brow ring. You'll get an earring. You know, you'll get a silly tattoo. At 26 to have... And not just... Like, like Kyrgios is right on the cusp with his stupid peroxide well, thing. He's Kyrgios 24. Is, Kyrgios is going bald. I'm, not, I'm, this is the first, I'm, the, I'm breaking news here. Look at him next time he serves, and there's nothing wrong with that punter's dribblers. There are many a great man has had and lost hair. It's just part of life. Mate, it is what it is. Look, unfortunately, your two hosts, very, very gifted follically. We can't help that. No, it's, not, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. Don't hold it But if we us. weren't gifted follically, wouldn't it matter? I've got friends that are bald, so do you, Eddie, and we love them all the same. That's right. All I am saying is I've noticed Nick Kyrgios, someone who takes his hair very seriously, the king, just keep an eye on it, punters, dribblers. That's all I'm saying. Just, it's a hot tip. Just, just keep an eye on it, see what's happening. If you find a betting market for it, load look, it up. Look, if you want to get on the blow to sports bet, said they'll open a market, let us know. Yes. But I think it's money for jam. It's money for jam. Uh, but, but do you take my point yes. about team being too old too for old. tips? But also the tips aren't good, right? It's also, I think... It's shit tipmanship. It's not good tips. I think also there is a quality to tips that, like, if you think about Pup when Pup had tips, or even just your, your, your late 90s, early 2000s tips, when tips were tips... Your NSYNC tips. NSYNC tips. NSYNC. Your Dawson's Creek tips. Yeah. Your, uh, you know... Backstreet Boy Backstreet tips. Backstreet Boy tips. Your Sugar Ray tips. Tips of that nature. 90s tips. 90s tips. Or early 2000s tips. Five will make you get down now. The guy from Five had good tips as well. These His hair's too long for those tips because now they're not just tips. They're like strands. Yeah. He's got tinted strands. They're no good. They're not, that's not tips, bruh. Bruh. Need you to do better. Bruh, you, 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 you looking for answers as to why you've lost three Grand Slam finals? 
Give me tips, dude. Tips, bro. I'll give you the tips. Yeah, I'll give you a tip. Look at your tips. You need to sort them out. Sort your tips out. Yeah. Sort your tips out because you're a mess. Tell you what, his backhand does get led fully into my Mate, he would be a Grand Slam winner if he addressed the tip issue. I'm I'm not making that up. That's fact. Yeah. Put it this way as well. Nadal used to wear long three-quarter pants shorts, right? And everyone's like, Jesus, bro, how do you play tip? They're disgusting. Yeah. But he wasn't wearing them when he was 26. No. He'd moved on. He'd moved on. He'd grown up. He'd grown up. He became an adult. Yeah, that was a childish decision for him to wear. And he knows that. And he looks back and he knows. He puts his hand up. He goes, yeah, I, I was a child. Don't show me those pics. I'm embarrassed. I was under 25. Yeah. That's when you can do dumb shit when you're under 25. But over that, nah. You can't just No excuses. No. Nah. Like Agassi used to wear a, a toupee, wig. a yeah. wig, turned 25, said, what am I doing? I'm bald. Bald. It's okay. And then he won more <laughs> after he made that decision. Okay? He was, he was more prolific in the long run yeah. having, having well, you know, taken the wig off. Yeah. <laughs> Put the wig down. Put the wig down. That's all we're saying. Tim, that's our advice to you. Uh, I have, Eddie, still not had my child, still waiting, but I am in between jobs. Yes. So I finished up my last job. You would think maybe you'd just have another job lined up. Don't. But obviously, well, such still is, need to... Such need... is the manner in which you were Cast parted aside. with. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like you left on your own terms. Although it was a blessing in some ways. Oh, it, was a, it was a blessing, don't you worry. But what is... I'm just saying you can be forgiven for not having something lined up. So, I'm on your side. Mate, there's no sides here. I, this is leading me into where I currently am right now, which is just trying to keep the lights on. Yeah. So... Food on table food stuff. Food on table stuff, you know, a roof over my unborn child's head. So... As I'm looking for, you know, I've be, I've worked in radio and podcasts and media for like the last five or six years. So I'm looking in that field. But unfortunately, Eddie, Christmas, funnily enough, not a great time to find work. Weird. It's weird, right? Really weird. I would have thought real good time to find work. Well, I would have thought people are in a happy mood, sharing is caring, share the love. You uh, if you're a boss, there's nothing quite like providing someone a job. That's it. Such is the season. Unfortunately, no. So just coming into the new year, uh, as I said, lights on, food on table stuff. Started labouring, which I've done intermittently over the years, Eddie. You Uh, wouldn't have laboured for a while. Intermittently over the years (laughs) is the best way to put it. (laughs) But it's easy work, right? In terms of... I don't have to. Depends what you're doing, man. Well, no, no, no. Not literally easy. It's easy in the sense of like, fuck it. I'll just go labor for a couple of weeks. You can get work. You can get work. There's always shit to be done on job sites, right? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I've rolled into this job site uh, last Thursday, Dior. Um, Had to go and get all the new shit, right? Where were you? Where are you? I was on a job site in Bellevue Hill, so okay. not that bad. A yeah. mansion. Yep. Um, but I had to go and get like new boots, fucking new like high vis gear and shit. I look like a new kid starting school, and I was like, "Fuck!" When you see new work boots, there is no more. Did you have to get high vis shit even for Resi? Yeah, well, you just got to have it because I don't know. You don't know where you're going to go. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I was going to say you would have looked very out of place wearing high vis on a residential I site. I did, and brand new boots. <laughs> And so I rock up at like 7 in the morning. I'm like, hey, man, here, I'm here to let. And the guy's like, 
uh, new boots, mate. And I'm like, fuck. First thing he's noticed is fucking my new boots. And I've just tried to like break Why didn't you try and scuff them up the night before? Because I... Get some steel wool and because get to work. Because then I felt like that's a more... That makes you more of a loser. Yeah, it does. But at least you're too worried about, like, <laughs> I'm just going to wear this yeah, yeah. new school. You know, it's a bit of an alpha environment, the job site. So you just got to take your licks when you get them. And mine, unfortunately, was the second I walked on the job site. Sure. Um, and then, again, unskilled labourer, to say the least. Like, unskilled. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, roof over baby's head. So the, the dude's like, mate, you know how to jackhammer? I'm like, yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, just grab those, and we'll get you down to the bloody uh, like the, 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 the bathroom or whatever the fuck it was. And we we'll just get you to get to work. Hey, I'm like, yeah, cool, all right, sweet, Jack Cameron, right, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's go. Get down there, and he just sort of like takes me into the place, and he's in the, the bathroom, and he's like, all right, mate, so just sort of you know safety proof all this sort of shit, and then uh, just get to work. And I'm like, fuck, okay, uh, let's do this. And so he just walks off and I've just like, you know, I've safety proofed everything like the glass I can break and shit. And then mm. I'm like, I don't know how to eat. I've never touched a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to quickly get my phone out and just go, what brand of jackhammer is this? Go to YouTube and it's like how to set up jackhammer, whatever the fuck it is. And I've got this video, like this three minute video of how to set it up. And then I'm like, all right, sweet. That's how to set up. Boom, let's go. And then I'm trying to start. I'm like, shit, get back to the video quick. Oh, this is how you turn it on. This is how you do this. That. And then I'm like, all right, I now know how to jackhammer. In he would have been like, why can't I hear the jackhammer? Why can't I? Yeah. Well, this all, bro, he wouldn't have been thinking that because my, I took two and a half minutes. Okay. To you, yeah, 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 yeah. You rolled it out quick. Dude, I had to. Yeah. I was in a situation where I'm like, I've told this man I can jackhammer. I need to jackhammer out a floor in this bathroom. <laughs> and with every second that he can't hear a jackhammer. Yeah, it's getting close for him walking back in here. <laughs> He's going, what are you doing? Day one, you got new boots and I can't hear a fucking jackhammer. I've, I've caught you watching a YouTube video out <laughs> of jackhammer. So thank fuck he didn't come in and I've just, I've worked it out and I've just started jackhammering. And now, three days later, on a job site, I could teach any man on the planet how to jackhammer. I did fuck up one pipe, but that was it. Yeah. So you come, you're you pretty happy with yourself. Mate, look at these hands. These are jackhammer hands. Now, they don't look that bad. No, they don't look bad at below all. Below the skin, though, they tell a different story <laughs> because three days of jackhammering, when you've got sort of, you know, soft, weak, like soft boy hands. Were you wearing gloves? Yes. I bought gloves. <laughs> I, had a, I bought myself a fucking hard hat. Did you? <laughs> I didn't wear the you hard didn't hat. Take it, did no, you? I didn't wear it. I had it in my bag, <laughs> which I think they probably saw once or twice as I was trying to hide it in my bag. So I didn't really know the side I was going to. So I just bought the hard hat and then got there. And so it wasn't really that sort of scene. But I was in high vis on a fucking residential oh site. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been like, mate. This guy's a gimp. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a loser and in your boots. Uh, You've worked with some like absolute throbbers in mm. your, in your time. Uh, the no, most notable, I think, for me personally, would be Pierce Brosnan, a hashtag our James Bond. Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn, the great, and uh, Mel Gibson as well. Mm. Um, the one I wanted to talk about with Pierce, and when you were doing November Man. And then you went and like caught up with, I don't know if it was one of the financiers of the film or if it was like the prime minister of fucking Serbia or something. And he was like an evil villain who kind of wanted you to come along to his house and kept referring to Piers 
Yeah, yeah, that was that's a good yarn. Um, funny, my parents had come and we were in, we filmed this we filmed November Man in Belgrade mostly. We were in Montenegro for a couple of weeks, and then mainly we spent a summer in Belgrade filming this. And my parents were visiting me um, for a week or so there, and it was just happened when the Prime Minister of Belgrade of Serbia invited us to his residence to have dinner. Like such a weird thing yeah, to be invited. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stage, like, stage. So it's like Pierce and the director Roger and myself and. Uh, the producers and, and Olga um, Kurilenko was in the movie with us. She came as well. And then my mum and dad were there, so they got to come. We're, we're in the the president, the prime minister's residence, like essentially like the lodge of Serbia. Yeah. And, um, or Kirubili House, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, that was a, that was such an interesting, interesting dinner. Like, cause yeah, we were sitting Does there. Does he have any relation to the movie or it's just more that there's this movie going on in my country? Yeah, that, and I think, I I think that's kind of it. Like, and also, you know, we're, you know, we're using, we're shutting down parts of the city to film and, you know, yeah. they, they've been really helpful and they were fantastic and it was an amazing city. I, I loved every minute of Belgrade. It yeah. was just awesome fun. But also if you're in a position whereby you can get James Bond, our James Bond over for dinner... Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, yeah you it was it was it was interesting because we were sitting there and and he kind of he didn't speak much English. This guy, so we had a translator next to him and and it was kind of like the prime minister was sitting there and to his left was like his bodyguard and then it was me and then it was my mum and dad and then directly opposite on the table it was a big long table directly opposite the prime minister is Pierce is sitting there and and the prime minister like he just called him James all night. <laughs> <laughs> The entire evening, just call Fuck him James. Off. Yeah, just call him James. And it was like, oh. And, <laughs> and how, what? Does, how does Pierce play that? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, so cool. Because yeah. he is one of the coolest cats you'll ever meet. Yeah. Well, you in need your to life. be cool to be Bond. Yes. yes. I mean, he's one of the coolest cats. It's he's, he's, yeah, that's one of the things. He's such too. a great bloke. Yeah. He's such a great bloke. And, um, yeah, it was just this, this just surreal evening and dinner. And... Uh, eventually, kind of, uh, he had some some musicians there, and um, it was like kind of a violinist and a and a and a guitar player and like a, a, a someone on the keys kind of thing. Mm. And eventually, kind of when we just finished dessert and stuff like that, and they kind of they started playing some songs and they're singing some Serbian songs and stuff. And then, out of nowhere, the the the, the violinist kind of comes up and stands kind of right behind Pierce, and you just hear this. And we're just going, what is happening? And I'm looking over to my mum and dad. My mum and dad are sitting there, just like, just they're just they just in shock. It's like, like, where am I? Like, what is going on? And yeah, and he played that, and Piers just sitting there, just. Just being the coolest guy there yeah. is, just like, well, what thank, else do you do? Thank, 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 thank you for that, Pierce, you know? Pierce goes like, he's not about to start singing. No, but, that lyric. Like, but he's like, is this guy taking the piss out Yeah, of no, I think, I, think, just, I think it was he, more like... He's trying to live out like his like Bond fantasy. Like he he no, loved it. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of something in between those two. Maybe a bit of both, a bit of from column A, a bit yeah. from column B. Um, but that was... And then we started all like singing karaoke. It was really fantastic. We all had a great time. Yeah. But I do remember going to the toilet in the middle of that dinner and like walking out of the dining room and then you walk into the, like the lobby of this house, and there was just dudes in like leather jackets sitting on chairs. And I was like, mm, "Where's the the bathroom?" And they just kind of like nod and point over there. And... Yeah, you were in a Bond villain. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like film, it, it so... was funny because like they're obviously like the security detail for the prime minister, but they they, they weren't like... in any official clothing. No, you know what I mean. Like they they're just bad cunts. They, they just were dudes. Well, they just dressed up like henchmen. There. 
Essentially, yeah, your classic Bond henchman. Essentially, yeah, that's yeah. but I'm not saying I'm not saying they were anything no. like. But it was just this. That's it how was, they appeared. It was it was surreal. That was and the aesthetic it was, that it they was were going absolutely for. Absolutely surreal. And and we were sitting there, and I remember my mum and dad just they couldn't believe it. Like they were just like, "What does our son do for a job? This is some like, wild. This gear. is crazy because this is what." four years after I've like left Australia after Home and Away and then suddenly we're having dinner with the Prime Minister of Serbia <laughs> with James Bond and they're playing the Your Bond Your James theme. Bond. Our James, Our James Bond. Bond. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Insanity. It was like, it was just, it's just like these surreal moments where you're going, like you're blinking, you're pinching yourself and oh, it was crazy. So yeah, that was such an interesting dinner. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. The fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think two hundred and seven reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some... I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say? Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. What I will say is that I think that maybe the Don came down and through osmosis. What? Into you? Into me. Oh, fuck off. Well, I'm just saying because no. I now average 188. 
Yeah, in Division Six. Mate. Yeah, but I'm saying that the Don the Don doesn't fuck around yeah, down but, there, mate. You know, he the, fucks around the Ashes. Yeah, but the he Don, doesn't care the about Don's Division Six. Don's never played 2020, so he's sort of thinking like, shit. You know what? I always had to play professionally, and I never got to play 2020. Fuck that Div Five, Thick Ropes County looks like the business. Who do I choose? Who in my image, much like God creating Jesus in His image, and all of us, the Don's gone. I think. I think Tom's the one that I'm taking. I'm, you know, through osmosis, I'm going to enter. Because, I mean, you know, it was, I felt it. I felt something different. But the Don, he doesn't fuck around with Div 5, you know what I mean? But I'm saying maybe he does because he wants that social life. But based on previous cases proven of osmosis, it's always been around the tippy top. It's been about the best opposition. And yes. And you just haven't provided that. No, but I'm just thinking, just in terms of what I'm feeling. Like, even at the start of the day... What did you average when you first started? Why was he anti-Osmosis in... I'm saying he's only entered me this season. I'm saying, right, like, it's probably he's entered me recently. (laughs) I felt... I think I felt him enter me recently. (laughs) Look, it's up for debate. It's up for debate. Look, I mean, we'll just see how we go in the next couple of weeks because right now, like, I've, if you win the comp, then well, we I can had, talk no, Osmosis. I haven't got out. If we can in win like the comp. Three weeks. If you win the comp, we'll talk Osmosis. You should have seen it? Huntsman was in. It was in our bedroom the other day, and I'm not one for killing spiders because I think I will try and put a glass over them, rescue them, and place them back into the the garden. You know what I mean? Huntsman's, you're all good. Pre but, or post baby? Has that changed your opinion on? Well, on there where? was a baby in the room. And it was kind of near where her bed was. This was game day. This has just come back to me, punters, dribblers. <laughs> and you know with a huntsman, if you're going to kill it, you have one shot. If you don't hit it... They, could, they move. They move quick. They can jump. They can jump, but they'll run At away. least what I've seen on the internet. Well, I mean, you've probably, living in Australia, seen enough huntsmans to know what they do. You know how huntsmans move. You know what I mean? Quickly. They're, quickly. Laterally. Laterally, uh, in any direction. Except for like literally straight up. Do you know what I mean? But they're on a wall. So don't worry about it. But you've got one shot here. And I was like, okay, I've got to... Unfortunately, I have to kill this thing. What'd you go with? Shoe. What type of shoe though? Adidas fucking... What are those shoes that we're both... I wearing? often like the flexibility and the and the, the range the, and the snappiness yeah. of a thong. 100%. But it was, it's, it was a situation of what is closest to me. But you're right. A thong is... But when, but when you've got one shot to make it, one opportunity, yeah. not to let it slip. To capture everything you ever wanted <laughs> in one moment. <laughs> then I'll look for a thong. You, but you don't have time, mate. I'm hey, in the my bullshit. Room. They sit there, bro. Yeah, but I don't want to they run don't the fuck risk. around. No, you don't know. But this thing did because it came into our vision as it's walked into, the, into, into shot. And I've gone, ooh, fuck. And he was a big boy. Game day, osmosis, spider on the wall. One shot, one opportunity to capture everything. (laughs) Not to let it slip. (laughs) And so I picked up my shoe and I'm creeping up to it. You couldn't creep if your life depended on it. Well, and especially not up to a spider. Spiders are very well aware of creeping. And you're not creepy. And I'm not. Well, you are. Yeah, I'm creepy in some way. You're creepy when your shirt's off. (laughs) And look, basically I've middled it. I've middled the spider, splattered him all over the wall, and I'm just saying that from that moment on, I was like, I'm on here. I'm on today. Is that the moment the Don entered you? I think, think that might have been the, the moment that I felt the Don enter me. <laughs> well, Eddie, Daily Cherry Evans has quit lollies. He has. 
And I must say, based on the photographic evidence, mm. never been in better nick. No, never been in better nick. And I tell you what, nothing gets a man ready for a, an assault on a premiership like giving up lollies. Yeah, and beer. Beer, lollies, uh, things that weaken I, the mind. I think that what else was on that list? Ice cream? There was. Look, I can I can get it up for you. Because but a couple of them were quite specific. Well, Dean Ritchie, uh, punters, dribblers, do yourself a favour and just keep an eye on Dean Ritchie's articles over 2020 uh, because 99% of them will be manly based. I am starting a folder. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find what it was here. Oh, shit. Where is it? Give me a second here, punters, dribblers. Cause it, this was in, was it was in manly rhetoric. Pro manly rhetoric. That is a Facebook group we're in. Oh, sorry, WhatsApp group. Schooners, hot chips, potato chips, Ben and Jerry's ice cream lollies. Couple of problems here with this. Not problems, but potato chips and hot chips. I feel like when you've got two chip-based things you're giving up, let's just merge them into one. Chips. Look, I'm happy with the with the differential based on a couple of reasons, right? Because he could be a hot chips and gravy man doused in thick tar. I hope he is. Yeah, I'd and like then, to think he is. And then the potato chips is maybe just a pack of twisties when he's on the go. <laughs> in he's the in the car. Yeah. So I'll allow it. But I probably would have separated them in, in lines. That's true. They are right above They're each other. They're above so each like other. Chips, hot chips. It's like, what are yeah. we doing here? Oh, just go hot chips and gravy. I'd almost start with hot chips and gravy. And then go on twisties on the go. Twisties on the go. Twisties yeah. when I'm, you know, yeah. on the way to training. Yes. Um, I would have been happy with that. Also, Ben and Jerry's ice cream seems like a plug to me. I just think we could say ice cream. No, no, no. I'm not happy with that. No. I'm, there's no way. There's no way. There's better ice creams on the market. He's on 1.2 a year. <laughs> Nah. He doesn't need to go. No, down no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And look, I'm not knocking Ben and Jerry specifically. I'm just saying that, I mean, you know. Look, I just, I don't believe it. And then Lolly's very vague. Lolly's could be anything. Yeah, because he's been, but he's gone so specific with Ben and Jerry's and then vague with Lolly's. And lollies. then vague with Lolly's. What the fuck's he. What is he? Are we, what's, what are we, fantails? Are uh, we snakes alive? Yeah, what are Allens. Or are, are we. Are killer pythons. Like, mate. Those teeth. The things, things that look bananas? like teeth. Bananas. Are they sort of your musk sticks? Must sticks are not bananas, bro. No, 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 but they're made of the Must same. Must sticks are pink. But they're made of the same shit. And bananas are yellow. That's I'm glad you're not colorblind, Eddie. But <laughs> they're made of the same shit. Must sticks are a bit of a fucking big wild one, no, bro. Big day. If you're into must sticks, you're a weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Licorice, a... must sticks. Li- licorice, um, you're going to have to lose my number. You've got to be a bit of a sick fuck. <laughs> If licorice is your go-to. Yeah. With what else is on the market, <laughs> right? Mean, if you've got that many <laughs> options and licorice is the thing you're asking for, it's going to be tough for us to hang yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a big day. There's nothing about it at and all. And it, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's such an overwhelming, pungent scent. Do you know how confusing it is as a young child, knowing what lollies are and what they can be and what they offer? Someone then gives you licorice. And I just remember the first time trying it, looking at them just like utterly confused. Like, why? I tell you why who. Why does this exist? I tell you who was big in the licorice game and who uh, fucking, as if it's some surprise, are no longer with us. Daryl Lee. <laughs> oh, Daryl Lee. <laughs> he, was a, yeah. he was a sick puppy, Daryl. He was a sus kind of. <laughs> Dazza, nah. yeah, Dazza, he's long gone, Dazza. Nah. Yeah, that was society. <laughs> society bloody had their say on Daryl, and it was <laughs> he was removed. Sorry, mate. He had deep pockets. That's why he <laughs> fought and fought. We well, fought but... hard, in the, but it was if, if licorice is your, you hanging your hat on licorice. <laughs> licorice. Good riddance. <laughs> 
the world is better off without Daryl yeah. Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's still going, I he haven't was, done that much. He was sus. But Daily Cherry Evans yep. has given up schooners, <laughs> yep. hot chips, potato chips, Ben and Jerry's and lollies, and has a six-pack that you could grate cheese on, so that's nice. <laughs> You know what, mate? I want in my seven who's on one, two a year, I want to be able to grate cheese. Have to. I'd like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If I don't have a if I don't have a cheese a cheese grater to work with, no. I, I'm I'm concerned. No, absolutely. Well, I, f- I feel like that's almost going to be written into a contract. <laughs> yeah, if it's like yeah, yeah. one point two, must be able to grate cheese off you, <laughs> off your tongue. Whenever I want. Whenever I want, I'm gonna have to call you. I could call you up at the, in the middle of the night and be like, listen. I've just mum's made a spag bowl and I've got a block yeah. of palmas in here. Yeah, and I need you over here. I need you over now. here right now. Otherwise your contract's torn up. <laughs> Otherwise you're done. But it's good to see out of out of a leader, all right? It's good to see out of Cherry Evans. He's he, look, he knows the way rugby league works. He's he's not old now, but well, he's, he's getting 30. older. Thirty's not old. And he's probably looking at his side, looking at the manly boys, thinking to himself, you know what, we've got a good shot here mm. at, at at a ring. A big shot. No Maybe doubt. the best shot I'll ever get. So, yeah, I'm going to rock up looking, well, looking the ready. Won one. Best one since I've won Sorry, one. that's yeah. right. One yeah. of the best I'll ever get. Certainly but, the best. It could certainly. be the best I'll get for the rest of my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But And certainly from a position of, like, he's captain, you know, looking to fucking ride his name into, into the Man, annals of the glory. game, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Deep in the annals. Did you captain a side... To, to a glory. premiership, yeah, yeah. It's a bit, it's a big difference. He was a rookie that year. When First they won. year, yeah, exactly. First year, that's what rookie yeah, means. That is exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a hundred percent correct, Eddie. First year. Now, um, it's just look. That, I just wanted to get that off out on the. No, I first. think that's really important. I think cheese really grater. Important. I'm just thinking about grating cheese on the on the big fella. I can't so, wait. I mean, over some hot chips. Oh yes, with gravy. With gravy on top. That wouldn't that be nice? That'd be phenomenal. A man can dare to dream. Tom. Well. I mean, maybe it's in the off-season, because that's six years. Well, after the grand final, maybe a Mad Monday, we get him out, great cheese onto some hot chips. Slather in gravy. Slather in thick tar gravy. And then we all celebrate. We all celebrate. Yeah. Hot, chip, hot mm. chips and gravy off Daily Cherry Evans. Now... <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, some encouraging news out of, out of this... Uh... This pandemic, mm-hmm. I've been. At least one of the boys said in our Snapchat this afternoon that apparently China has now banned the live wild animal trade, so no more, no more weird shit. Okay, like that's cool and that's fantastic, but do you believe it? I'm well. I I, I need to. I need to believe something. Yeah, point. you need to. You need something to believe in. And I need to believe that they're not going to. They're going to stop eating fucking armadillos and penguilas and whatever the fuck you called and koalas and bats, bats and, shit. and shit. Look, we'd all like to believe that. I don't, though, technically, because I feel like once you get a taste for a penguala or an armadillo, <laughs> it's hard to come back. It's such a niche taste that yeah. you've got to really want it to persevere with something like that. Like, That's what's, true. What's the most niche thing you eat, really? The most niche thing I consistently eat? Yeah. What's a fucking weird niche thing you eat? Because I don't really have niche tastes. Brussels sprouts might be as niche that's as not this boy niche. gets. That's not niche. I know. That's my point. The nichest thing I eat. Oh, fuck, if I know. Exactly. Taramasalata? <laughs> <laughs> See? 
if you're eating pangualas or whatever the fuck they're called, like you've got to be all in on that life. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard. But just... apparently, mate, apparently that wet market down in Wuhan, mm. like you'll go in there daily and there'll be all different things to eat. Like maybe a bit yeah. of panda today, maybe a bit of bloody koala yeah, tomorrow, a bit, bit of armadillo on Thursday. They need like... to close down that then. Yeah, well, I think that's what they close. <laughs> that's it. Are that. they closing like, down they go, they go out and just whatever's, whatever's crawling or flying past them, they'll throw in a cage and take them down to the market. Yeah, it's I don't a, know how you price something it's, like it's that. Actually, how do you price something? How do you price a pangolin? I mean, it's by demand, isn't it? Or by rarity? So what, they're auctioned off? Well, I think that you, if you're in the Pangualan market, Eddie, and I'm going to forgive us. I don't think I don't that's know if correct that's... <laughs> pronunciation. I'm not even sure if that's a thing. Well, it's the cousin of the armadillo. That okay, looks sorry. If you're if you're into the uh, the cousin of the armadillo, <laughs> you're probably going to know how to price that because you're in that game. Yeah. Right. Like but you know, we should you're be... in the Taramasalada game. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? That a good Taramasalada is probably going to cost. Who's our friend that got done importing exotic animals? Oh, Martin Kennedy. Almost, almost worth getting Martin on the blower. He'd it know. could be. He'd know what. It, he'd, he'd know what. He'd, a, know, he'd, he'd would have been to a fair few wet markets in his time. He would have been to a few wet markets. He probably uh, he could have even brought it back to Australia. I don't know what Martin. Look, I don't want to put uh, charges on Martin. He's already had his own troubles. But Martin could certainly be someone if we could get him on the line. Don't know if he's in prison or not, but certainly if we could get him to fill uh, us in on what a pangolin is. Yeah, and just what what the going how how the the wet markets. Are I tell priced. you, the term wet market doesn't sound. It's not great branding it doesn't like it sounds as gross as it probably is i don't know why they're called wet markets i do know this every time i've seen them on tv look wet look like they're constantly fucking wetting shit everything's wet do you know what i mean i kind of get what's got a hose wetting things things are wet there's like spice and bloody steam and shit fucking over a stove things are things are wet yeah don't know look Again, we need a wet market expert. I think Martin's our only in there. If he wants to talk to us, that'd be great. <laughs> but if anyone's realized, got his number. So I just want to give us a little bit of an update here, just a little bit of disinfectant. Well, Glenn 20, our disinfectant Glenn 20, of choice. Disinfectant of choice. Let's hope uh, that it continues. Should, in all likelihood, keep us on the airwaves uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. We're not going anywhere, punters, dribblers. Make no mistake. We, we will this, be here this, for the long haul. Until We're one of us gets it. We're in it. Um, did, oh, fuck. That's strong. <laughs> it's very strong. That's strong. You know it works. You know it works. That's burning all of the corona you know it away. Works. I can taste it burning the corona off. <coughs> P's and D's. A uh, lot of leadership changes. Well, a lot of leadership change chat at the moment. Yep. Rugby union not immune from such conversation. Well, I'd say they're probably most susceptible. I think so. Look, I don't think there'd be many people who would be giving Raylene two thumbs up, job well done stuff. No. Except, of course, her and her own team. Apparently in their annual review of the year gone by, where, again, I don't want to keep bashing the code. I'm just regurgitating what I read. Mm. So don't hate me. No. Like, if you you write rugby Rugby union, if you write rugby union statuses and you get upset because we bash union all the time, not my fault. Union no. is doing it to itself. Listen, rugby union, the only thing hurting at rugby union. But also, like, rugby union dribblers, the only ones that get upset with us when we bash a sport. Like, yes. if we're hammering NBL, we don't have NBL dribblers going, you leave alone. <laughs> like, rugby union dribblers are the only ones that seem to not be able to realise their code is fucked currently. Yeah. <laughs> like, when we're bagging NRL right now, people are going, how about a bit of positivity around the sport, you know? It's like, listen, bro. Like, everyone gets it, except rugby union dribblers, because they seem to lack self-awareness on yeah. some level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Anyway, so, you know, 
crowds have fallen off a cliff. They said no to the TV rights deal that was in, put on the table in November. Uh, had to pay Irizarry Folau $8 million, if you believe if the, the rumours. Uh, that has been Bandy substantiated by yeah. a couple of people. Anyway, it's been a cunt of a year, right? Yeah. That's the only way you can say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Lynn and co. giving them a self a 72% approval rating. Like, we out of 100%, think 72%, like, in terms of like out of 100. performance. My, my score out of 100 was 72, they reckon. I mean, I'd be interested to know what the they're being scored on before I can judge them too. Well, apparently it's based on an, uh, an internal metric that they designed. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, like, so obviously it's going to be it's going to be favourable, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, Raylene probably on the outer. Who then to replace Raylene and bring Rugby Union or back. the RU back from the brink? Uh, in true Rugby Union fashion. Uh, they've gone someone in-house, someone close to the centre of power, as it were. Yep. Someone who's suckled on the power teat yep. for the last 20 years. Oh, who's been deep throat in the power teat. Someone who played in the glory era, therefore has the... apparently all the answers, yeah. even though people who played in the glory uh, era so far come up with no answers. No answers. In the time of need. Yeah. You could argue the people in power during the glo- glory era should be in They're, power those, now. Let's get those sort of people yeah, back. Yeah, get those people back. People that created the glory, bring them back. Yeah. And I'll give you a tip to players. You're not that responsible. Not as responsible as you think you are. You, certainly not from a governance perspective. That's exactly. <laughs> that's, but that's what I'll have you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, mate, I played good footy, therefore. Yeah, yeah, you were a great footy player. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the rugby league approach of yeah. I play good footy, therefore, therefore I, am. I am a governance wizard. That's not how this works. But Phil Kern's the man in question. Yes. Now, I know that Phil, and look, it's a hallmark of the rugby union post-career to go into some sort of like financial career where yeah. by and large they are like let's say you work from a they, quarry yeah, bank they, and it's, it's like they, oh, you go out to lunch with it's these BDMs. People. They're BDMs. Yes. Go out to lunch. That's business development meetings if you Dis- business development manager. Manager. Yeah. That's what I was saying going That's out their meetings. role. If they yeah, that's their role. I and mean, yes. they go out and, and wine and Greece, dine. Yeah. Wine and dine and, and spin old footy yarns. Oh, by the way, you, are you still a client? Of course we are. Great. This Perfect. is great. Look, Sterling Mortlock's coming out to lunch with us. We're going to fucking go and get belted. Yeah. We're going to go to Mr. Wong's and we're going to talk about old footy. Oh, guns. he's going to tell me about the time when, you know, they were running nude through the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah sure. We'll sign on again for another $40 million. Great. Yeah, sure. Deal done. Cool. That's what rugby union players do in their post-career. Yes. As opposed to the NRL Corpy, which is like, I'm going to go and say a bunch of real heinous shit <laughs> at like a pub lunch. Yeah. And get paid handsomely. And get paid and in handsomely cash. in cash. Tax-free, baby. Anyway, Phil, I don't want to... Look, I don't want to cheapen whatever Phil's done post-career because I, to be honest, don't know, but I know it's We're in talking that... in generalities here, yeah, punters yeah, yeah. and dribblers, so don't come at us don't with some specific with, yeah. deal. Uh, you know Because I won't hear it. <laughs> some rugby union dribbler is definitely going to come in with... Oh, no, he's, 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 no, no he, was, he was drafting it. Yeah, and, yeah, then yeah. He's, and now, <laughs> he's just take, take your hands off the yeah, keyboard. Yeah, get mate. off Phil's LinkedIn, you loser. So, Phil... If you're coming from mine and Eddie's perspective, which is the premier voices in sport in Australia. I'm also happen to be the Minister for Sport. Happens to be the Minister for Sport as well. Uh, it feels like a little bit more of the same with someone like Phil, where it's the sort of the backslapping, uh, you know, establishment man, the company man, Rugby Australia. And let's be honest, Phil 
was one of the commentators for Fox, along with your Rod Cavers yep. of the world. And, I mean, I like George Gregan, but John Eels as well. Where, if you believe what some say, is that they were all, like, they would ne- they were all sort of part of the fucking, the problem as well. Like, yes. they're all in the echo chamber of bullshit. Yes, yes. Autofillating each other, yeah. themselves. Yeah. They like the sound of their own the others. Yeah. There was nothing really that good or helpful that would come from it. No. And look, I I mean, let's be honest, it's not it's not groundbreaking commentary. Is no, it? it's not. It's, it's not at all. It's, it's not award winning. No, is it's it? not award winning. It's never, not award it would winning. never have won awards. No. <laughs> so look, I don't know that Phil let's go for someone who's a business I think, look, I powerhouse. Think, yeah, I think you need I think you need a smart cookie. Yeah. And I'm not saying Phil's not smart. I'm no. sure he I'm sure he's you know I'm sure he's a quite very intelligent. intelligent cookie. Sure. Not here bashing his intelligence. I'm just, I just think you need someone a little bit left to field. I think you need an on, an operator, an yep. administrator. I would, I'd maybe even be looking to the US, getting a fucking gun administrator. Yep. Maybe not someone at the tippy top, and you know, not like an Adams. You Adam's, can't afford it. Yeah, you can't afford like a, an NBA commissioner or someone. But there'd be blokes price who, specific. Yeah, but there'd be blokes who would be just running as teams. Good, think about those that have run teams over in America. I just think that you could big country. Fucking big country. I think a lot of weapon administrators over there would jump at the chance to come over here, right? And that's just me in 30 seconds thinking a bit left field. Yeah. Get a weapon, a sports administrator to come over and see if he can write So the what one. you're saying, Eddie, let me just get this correct. You're saying, as an idea for Rugby Union, that they should get uh, someone who is adept at the art of being an administrator of sport, yes. maybe built a career out of it. Yeah. And get them and to... Who, and who's got runs on the board. Runs on the board. Yeah. And a sports administrator by trade with runs on the board yeah. to come over and administer a sport. Now, I would, I'd probably be, be looking for someone that hasn't mismanaged a salary cap and left a, car, sure. a club teetering on the edge okay, as yep. a selection. Yeah. Okay. But what about have they... Do they have to have won World Cups for their country? <laughs> Rugby Union World Cups. How do we get no. around that? Now, Adam Silver, the yeah. com- NBA commissioner... Does, now, what position does he, did he play? Does, does did he, he look like he has won rings? <laughs> who, do, who did he play for in the NBA? Was there... Surely. Surely. <laughs> was he a point guard? Look, I, yeah, exactly. Right. That's my right. point. That's my point. Right. So he didn't lock down a scrum. <laughs> no. So, look, and, and we, Tom, Tom and I could be wrong. Tom and I could be wrong. The answer to all our problems may well be a World Cup winner. Yeah. May well be. Two time. May well be. He's won two World Cups. May well be. That might be, that might be the secret, having had one, one, at least two. One of which was in the amateur era before his job was even necessary. Maybe. But also, equally, I think we should try something a little bit different. And that's go for a weapon sports administrator. I could be weapon. wrong. Let's go. Let's look at a weapon. Let's just start looking at weapons. Let's look. Let's let's get a list of weapons together. Let's get the gun rack out. Get the gun rack out. What what do we got? Let's get. Let's start at military grade yeah. and see what we can afford yep. and work all the way down. Work all the way down to your your your, your Nerf gun. Yeah, and see what it, see how it performs under the pump. How reliable is it? Yep. Has it got what sort of damages kills? Has yeah, it got? Yeah. What, what what's the damage it can do? Uh, distance, it can power. Yeah, power to weight, all that shit. Accuracy. Yeah. Get to li- get together a list based on all those metrics and see what what you can spit out. Yeah. And then measure the options, the the, the probables. Well, look, we'll we'll have against like, Phil and see how they stack. Listen, up. we will still have as a segment in there for like you know, okay, well, it can shoot this far. World Cups won. Now, then, you know, Phil's probably going to be the only one that can. You get points 
for World Cups one, but you don't get all the points. No, you don't. That's not. That doesn't. That's not au fait accompli. It's yeah. not like, all right, you're in. Yeah. And that's probably the correct way to go about it. Yeah. That's just our thoughts, our feelings. Look, we could be totally wrong, and if Phil gets the job, clearly we were. Well, no, I don't think that means we're wrong. <laughs> Look, put it this way. If Phil gets the job... We'll support him. Put it this way. But not blind. Put it this way. If Phil gets the job and the code continues to spiral out of control into a death spiral, essentially, don't fucking write us inboxes being like, lay off rugby unit right, when right, we right, bash right. it all the way down. Yeah, because we will. Because <laughs> we will. We'll bash it all the way down like we would anything else. Yep. And if it was doing well, we'd we'd carry it all the way we, up. We, we would lift it up. Mate. With us. We play it as we see it. I don't know how many times we need to tell you dribblers. Just stop sliding into our DMs crapping on. Oi, can you guys like not be just bash rugby union all the time? Well, what would you have a say? Would you tell me, what? The things are tell, rosy. Tell me what you'd have a say. You don't think we love rugby union? Curtly Beal, we chased the throbber for two years. Love Curtly. On. Love Curtly. Nick Phipps, love Nick Phipps. Drew Mitchell, Drew, love Drew Mitchell. List goes on and on. We love rugby union. But if you think we're going to lie about it, <laughs> and you want to talk positively about it, could you just give us some examples of when? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to come on here yeah. onto my podcast. Not yours, by the way. It's not yours, you fucking... Onto my podcast and tell you that your shit doesn't stink, because it does. It's reeking. It's reeking. It reeks. So good luck to Phil... Oh, wish you all, all the, the best. best. All the best. All the best, mate. All the best, Phil. All the best. Let's start with uh, friend of the show, Joe. Yep. Calling in from a foreign land. I've got this on good authority. Uh, he's an English dribbler or he's an Aussie-based London dribbler, but that this was submitted uh, on the back of, like, he's he's deep into a bend, actually. I think he sounds pretty good, but I'm... Um, Oh, this is—he's sure he, on a—he's on a Larry. He's on a big old Larry. So this dribbler—he couldn't call the dribbler hotline because he's overseas. Now I still think it might have been possible. Yeah, he couldn't work it out. No, that speaks to being on a speaks bender. to being on a bender. But he just recorded a voice memo and emailed it to us, so that's smart. <clears throat> International dribbler checking in. I'd firstly like to pay my respects to those that are lucky enough to wear the baggy green, and I also. Uh, give a nod of the head to the many people that are lucky enough to wear the corduroy blue. Finally, I'd like to start by paying my respects to Les. You're a great coach and we all miss you so very much. I have spent a bit of time without sport and with my housemate... Just rewatch Kathy Freeman's 400 metre gold medal in Sydney at the Olympic Games. And one thing I was thinking about after having watched that was when youth punters and dribblers maybe thought that another Australian would win a track event at the Athletics. I have this really weird feeling that it might never, ever happen. The one, two, and 400-metre events are obviously handled by those that live in the Caribbean and those that run the 400, 800, 1,500, 3,000, and beyond are African people and this is not a race thing obviously but 
I just think that perhaps thinking about what Kathy did, she should get a huge amount of respect. And I know she does, and yeah, she fucking good on her. But I don't think it'll ever happen again, ever, in the history of the Olympic Games. I do not think that another Australian will win a track event. And that makes me, on a bit of a sub-category, think maybe Matt Shervington deserves a little bit more respect than he's given. I mean, he has a big lunchbox. Everyone knows it, but the boy could run. I'd love to hear your thoughts about whether you think there's any chance that any Australian might ever win a track event. Field fight, yeah, we might have some big fucking heifer who can throw a lump of lead, but I'm talking track. Will we ever see an Australian win a medal at the Olympics for a track event? Thanks. Bye. Fuck, that was great. Joe, that was fantastic. A lot to unbox. Yes. A lot to unbox. Uh, let's start with Sherbo because it's fresh in the mind. Yeah. Shervo was, fun fact, Shervo was the quickest white man in history until I think Lamatra, a French runner, bested him, ran, ran the sub 10. Lamatra probably didn't have a hog. He on didn't. Him, that's the only thing that kept, that's the only thing that kept our boy Matt Shervington, who ran a 10.03, I think. From breaking the nines. From breaking the 10, from getting into the nines. He would have had to have sacrificed some of his lunchbox. I don't think he was prepared to do that, Nor Tom. should he be. And look, while we're on the topic, I don't think that an Olympic medal was out of out of grasp for Matt really? with a smaller lunchbox. Yeah, oh, sorry. So yeah, uh, uh, Matt with a couple sort of minus a few inches. Yeah, maybe even a couple, or a, a few feet. Yeah, a few feet in both girth and length. Yeah, he could have been up there contending for podium positions. Unfortunately, he was unable to make the finals. He got knocked out at the semi at the home games year two thousand. Dior, Tough. but look. That brings us to, will we win a track medal again? Now, I think he has forgotten about Yana Pittmanson, Rawlins, Pittmanson. No, 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 Sally Ferguson. Pittmanson, yes. Rawlins, and Pittman never won a medal. No, but she was. I was I was building up. He, oh, okay. She was the world champion in the 400-meter hurdles. Then we all know what happened before, I think it was London or, or Beijing. She pulled her Achilles and then uh, couldn't run and then yeah, came right. back and ran anyway, but was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he's also forgot about another famous hurdler. Sally, Sally Ferguson. For Sally Pearson. Pearson. Now, I will say but this. Do hurdlers count? No, that's where I was going to say. Hur- are hurdlers jumpers, runners? Are they runners? Are they jumpers? They're jumpers. They're jumpers. I think they're jumpers. They're jumpers who can run. Yeah, that's it. But predominantly, if you can't jump, then it's you, all over. That's it. You could Because Sally, obviously, not a great, not a world-beating runner. Otherwise, she wouldn't jump. I mean, otherwise, she'd just run. Well, there's a lot of prestige in the jump. But what I'm saying is, if she could run and win 100 metres, she'd run and win 100 metres. Yes. But she's better at jumping. Yes, that's so right. She, so she jumps. And, all, and yeah. runs in between. Well, you have to run in between. But it's mainly about But it's jumping. mainly about jumping. It's called hurdles because you need to jump. It's yeah. not called running. Like, it's not, you know, it's about the jump. That's exactly right. Weird event now that you think about it and just the fact that it's an Olympic event. Like, so, to Joe's question, look, put it this way, Joe. Put it this way. Unless there's an there's an athlete representing Australia who has descendants from West Africa, like recent descendants, that's where all the great sprinters come. Well, from. I think an Indigenous Australian could win a track medal for this country. I'm going to go off statistics. No, I'm in the, like in the men's sprinting. Let's mm. start with which is the one and the two. All the sprinters 
are descendants of West Africans, right? Yeah. That's fast twist fibers and stuff, apparently. Yeah. Yes. So all the Caribbean runners, descendants of West Africa, the Americans that do well, again, West Africa. We could potentially have someone who comes over to Australia, runs for Australia, represents Australia. Maybe we can get a, a, a W there. But if you're talking like a, a quintessential... Homegrown. Homegrown Anglo, for lack of a better word. Oh, Anglos aren't getting No. It. Anglos will never win one. Anglos, you can put a line, put a line through. through. Never going to happen. No, no, no. Never, ever, put ever, in, ever, ever. Put it in fucking permanent marker. Anglos to never, ever. But I think an indigenous Australian, Kathy, you think about GI. Imagine if GI just dedicated to sprinting. I mean, I'm not saying GI necessarily would have, but could have. And there's a lot of, you know, well, Patrick, very fast athletic indigenous Patrick, Australians. That's right. Patrick Johnson, who's an indigenous Australian, he ran like a 996. There you go. Well, was it Patrick's feet? Now, could he, could he step up and go the Usain times? Sadly not. No. But I think there's an Indigenous Australian with, with it in him. Yes. Now, I heard a rumour a while ago, Tom, and I don't know if this was substantiated by science, but I'm going to go along with it. Supposedly, supposedly, they found fossilised footprints of Indigenous Australians chasing flora, uh, fauna, fauna through a, a shallow lake bed, right? And that's what fossilised the footprints, yeah? And... The numbers and the math surrounding said footprints suggested that they were running Usain times through a, a, through through a lake mud. bed, yeah. through mud. Yeah, I remember hearing that as well. Now, I'd love a punter driller to do the Dior Forest there, see if it's true, but that I have seen. And you know what? That wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's beyond reasonable doubt to think that an Aboriginal Australian, an Indigenous Australian, couldn't get the gold again. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think they absolutely could. Definitely could. But if we're talking about your white, European, Anglo... The Anglo run, uh, Anglo track gold? Never. No. Never. I can't see it happening. No. Nah. And I'm telling you what, we talk about Sherbo having a dick that was but too it's not, big, it's but not, it doesn't... The, the fat dick does not yeah. harm your West African or your no, Indigenous they, Australian. But uh, That's right. And also, look... Is it possible? Maybe, but it's unlikely. There was an, uh, an Anglo-Greek runner who won the 200 metres at an Olympics 2004, I think. Really? Yeah. Maybe even the year 2000. Was he doping? Probably. He was. <laughs> he was! <laughs> yeah, he was. He got go. done for doping, there couldn't compete go. the next year. Yeah. Oh, it's all come together. That makes sense. It's all come together. So, Joe, yes... An Anglo will never, we agree with you, an Anglo like yourself, like Eddie and I, will never, ever win a fucking track gold. But a brother, an Indigenous Australian? Yeah. Every chance. Every chance. Uh, Kathy did it, and I'm sure there are plenty more. But the thing is, if you're an Indigenous, at least for a, for a man, if you're an Indigenous Australian man with fucking wheels on you, <laughs> as if you're not playing rugby league. Well, you are playing rugby well, league. AFL. That's where all the great sprinters go. That's it. You Out of these- car with the right training? Out of car. Yeah, mate, exactly. Out of car's a fucking absolute speed demon. What could he run with the right training? James Roberts? They'd get close. What would they run now in the 100? That's what I mean, right? They'd be getting 10s. Easy. They'd be getting close to 10-5, I reckon. Yes. And then you think about some of the AFL plays. Like, yeah, hey, people I mean, at school run sub-11. I did not do that. I reckon I got in the 11s. I'm once. not talking about you, you fat shit. I'm talking about <laughs> fast people. I'm talking yeah. about legit, like, yeah. f- like, oh, that guy's quick. You were never known as a fast guy Mate, ever. I was one of the fast guys. No, you no, weren't. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. That's all shit. To put a bow on this, I think that our best chance is in the two or the four. That's my feeling. Yeah. That's my feeling. I, I think the one's too short. I think it's too explosive. 
Two on the four. All right. Well, watch this space, punters, dribblers. We got every faith. Not in the Anglos, though. <laughs> Sorry, Anglos. Sorry, you're no Anglos. Good. You suck. You're no good. Speaking of dribbler dribbles here, we got Big Tasty. The fallout from Big Tasty's big dribble. Now, if you remember last week, Big Tasty, uh, if you haven't listened to his big dribble, Big Tasty called through with uh, two of his mates as well by the names of uh, Guava Lover and Fumes. <laughs> <laughs> And Jesus Christ. Like, one of them I remember was okay. Guava Lover kept it together. Fumes seemed like he was fucking out of One of them was like, listen, I've got to apologize for my mate. Big they Tasty. all apologized. But he was like, what he's been saying doesn't make sense. No. and It's nonsensical. If you've listened to Big Tasty's Big Dribble, which is where we basically cut together all 25 of his voicemails, along with, you know, intertwined with some Guava Lover and Fumes rhetoric, it was... Fucking like it was audible poison for for twenty twenty odd minutes. It went for about twenty one minutes, and I had to take breaks. I it was a punish on the soul. It was a punish, and a lot of dribblers just sitting going, "What the fuck was that?" And it's like, listen, we had to do this. This was essential. It was essential that we did this. If you're going to be a fucking, we love the dribbler hotline, yeah, and we love dribblers, and we love to interact with the dribblers. But if you're going to send us 25 voicemails within like two hours, and then have them all be that shit, yeah, we've got to turn this into a special event. Yeah, yeah, we've got to call you out for it. Because never in the history of the podcast because, have we had anyone but like also, Big Tasty Guava Lover no. and Fumes come together in and look, such and a I'm, I'm not, I'm not, triumphant of uh, horseshit. I'm not going to sit here and try and you know bag too much out of Fumes and Guava Lover one two three no. or whatever. This is a big tasty event, make yeah. no mistake. Yeah. I do question Tom whether or not he was on, you know, some pretty powerful sedatives. <laughs> he was on something. I mean, maybe you start and end with horse tranquilizer. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but he was on something. He was on something that really because he wasn't making there's drunk. But, it, and not but he was sense. in and out of consciousness almost. Yeah. Like, Sometimes he was a little more coherent. He was he starts off at the start of the podcast saying that Denny Badiris is a passenger and that they need to carry him. And then the next breath he's the best number seven to ever play the game, yeah. better than Joey Jones. And then it's like out of nowhere, Billy Slater. What do you think about Billy Slater and, and Andrew Johns? Who's the best fullback? And then the next one's Minicello's the best fullback. And you're like, you are as cooked as a human's ever been. Um, Your well, dribbles are, sh- are horse shit. Yeah, yeah. It's look, it's it's fucking embarrassing stuff. At one said, at one point, he said greatest halfback Billy Slater or Quade Cooper. There you go. I was like, which he quickly followed up with an invite, Tom, which I'm ref- I'm respectfully declining. We're to, busy to get on the. I wrote it down to get on the pure blonde Agantes with him. Oh, <laughs> while we look at, and I mean, look for, thank you and no thank you, uh, Big Tasty BT, uh, who you will now live in infamy. I tell you in this podcast history, but um, he also was trying to get us to follow him on TikTok, which says a lot. Yeah, uh, Big Tasty 369, I think. Is it on private? Cause, it's uh, private, So yeah. we can't actually get to Big Tasty. <laughs> Without adding him. Now, a sign is as well, a big, I, I imagine Big Tasty would, I, I imagine Big Tasty upon hearing his dribbles, if he's heard them, or if he hasn't died of embarrassment, <laughs> but very pleased with the fact that he didn't give out his real name, unless Big Tasty is his real name. <laughs> Because what, Chris and Big Tasty. <laughs> and look, you know what? Someone capable of that dribble may well be Chris and Big Tasty. That could be his first Would name. Would that shock you? No, it wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> shock but me at all. it's very telling that we haven't had Big Tasty come forward because now that's the biggest hunt. Look, if Big Tasty wants to call in again with an no, no, explanation. No, no, we need the punters and the dribblers to find Big Tasty. <coughs> we don't know who the hitman is. We don't know who Big Tasty is. We need to find 
Big tasty as a matter of urgency. Yeah, look, we need to check in on him. Yes. make sure he's doing all right. We want you. To, we want to make sure you're all right, big tasty. But because if you if you deliver a dribble that profoundly bad, it can it could do untold damage to you, mm, yeah. to your psyche. Yeah, because I tell you what, it's left me with scars, emotional, physical, mental, mm-hmm. and having just to listen to 21 minutes of it is tough. Now. A lot of people have listened to it, and that shocked me to my core, <laughs> looking at just the raw numbers. The raw numbers is, are shocking. It's shocking. Big Tasty's Big Dribble. I'm not going to say it's a hit because we've heard from the punter and the dribbler. Certainly not enjoyable. They, they haven't... People, people have said it was distressing. Yeah, it wasn't, a, it wasn't globally sort of uh, endorsed in a positive sense, uh, but it was, holy I, shit, that is one of the biggest dribbles of all time. If you haven't listened to it yet, punters and dribblers, I'd advise listening to it like a safety buddy, just yes. because... Yeah, 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 in case you collapse... <laughs> In a compromising position, you need someone to start your heart again. Now, we will get into the dribbler dribbles a little bit later where uh, King Dribble, John Ingate, who has always been been the original King Dribble, he, after hearing Big Tasty and heard that there was potentially a threat to his crown, <laughs> John has sent in a dribble of his own. So we will get to that at some point uh, when we get into the four hours length long dribbles that we've got. Or do we want? Does do we want to? Does he want to count an hour? Do we give John the opportunity to count an hour? Maybe in the in the big tasty in the big segment. tasty big segment, big tasty's big segment. So as Tom mentioned, he's been in KD for a, a year or two, two years. Oh, three years probably. He changed his Instagram bio. It's in his Instagram this bio. This is John Ingate. Didn't take it well that his crown had been threatened by Big Tasty, who will now live in infamy as BT Big yeah. Tasty. Uh, so he sent in a dribble. I haven't heard it. No. I'm excited to see what he delivers here. G'day, boys. KD here. Uh, long-time listener. OG Dribbler. Hope you're both well. Just want to give a little shout-out to the boys and the members of the illustrious uh, Hello Sport 11. For those of you adorned in baggy green, I'm sure you feel the same that I feel, that it is an honour and a privilege. And on another podcast, uh, Tom and Eddie, I would actually like to discuss... You know, the makeup of the 11, you know, we've actually never gone through this. I'm assuming you two would be opening batting, opening bowling. Correct. Uh, so I'm assuming there would be a space for a wicket keeper. <laughs> I'm going to put my hand up for that. And I think we can put Alex Ironside in the slips. He can be adorned in the Alex Ironside Big Papi Pipe Layer of the Week Award around his neck. We could also maybe put Jorge all day uh, in, at, in a backstop. Uh, I think that would be a good position uh, for a beta dribbler like him. Now, obviously there is a reason. I will get to a question, punters and dribblers. There is a question. There is a reasoning to my madness. But firstly, big tasty, mate. All this time, I've been hearing a lot of hullabaloo about you adorning to the throne and committing a bit of regicide or uh, regicide. regicide? Or is it genocide? Or genocide is more um, uh, like Nazi vibes. It, it might be regicide. I don't know, do your punish dribblers, but uh, you will not be taking my mantle for one reason and one reason only. You don't have the, you know, the rungs on the board, be tasty. <laughs> 
you know, if I was to say to you, were you a part of the Reach Out Reggie movement back in the day, you'd have no idea what I'm talking about. Now, for those of you uninitiated, uh, Reggie, I believe his name was Reggie Strickland, was this the worst boxer of all time. We actually got him to reach out to the podcast, friend of the show, uh, as the OGs will recall. So you just don't have the runs on the board, Big Tasty. And honestly, the execution, you know, I loved the passion. I loved, you know, that you got up and about and you were so good about the dribble. But the execution, it has been left wanting. There will be no regicide, Dior, and there will be no taking of my mantle. I will sit atop as KD. A lot to learn, bro. I love the passion, but you are beta as fuck in your execution. Something to work on. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Tom and Eddie, uh, beer soon. Cheers, KD. Long live the king. Long live the king. There'll be no regicide Dior no today. No regicide Dior. I did Dior regicide, and it means <laughs> killing a king. <laughs> oh, live the king. Oh, he's good. He's good. That's why he's at the top. That's why he sits, that's the why that's, that's that's why why he sits on the, top. The, the dribbler's throne. Yeah, big, well, Big Tasty is, you know, he is now like... If you remember the man in the iron mask with Leonardo DiCaprio, where he plays two people, similar to Lindsay Lohan in her uh, in Parent Trap, yeah, in Parent Trap, where mm. she should have won an Oscar, but Leo placed himself twice. One's the man in the iron mask in prison. One's the king. This is the same here. John is king, and Big Tasty is in an iron mask, being kept in a prison somewhere, <laughs> never to see the light of day again. Oh, good stuff. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Vale, uh, Big Tasty. All the best, bra. KD reigns supreme. Long live the king. The king is dead. Long live the king. That was fucking hilarious. That was funny, wasn't it? Didn't think he'd... I didn't think he'd deliver like that. No, nah, it was good. It was good. Like, I heard... Like, it, under the pump, hard to do. What I started laughing at, what really got me was when it was like, I realised that these two absolute <laughs> fucking dribblers in John and Big Tasty were talking to each other. And he's referring... He's speaking directly to Big Tasty. And I was like, this is you fucking... You don't have the runs on the board, you know, bro. You, he's talking to Big Tasty yeah. in one of the dumbest beefs in the history of the world. Who's the biggest Who's dribbler? the biggest dribbler? <laughs> Fantastic. So obviously we had Josh and Trell uh, breaking social distancing laws, trying to... Uh, well, putting the, the, the future of rugby league in jeopardy so close to the moon landing. Since then, Nathan Cleary of Aphantasia fame has <laughs> has also... He's had another bout. He's had another serious bout where he has been photographed with drenched in honeys, I think you could say. Mm. Is mm. that a fair yeah, explanation yeah. of the photo that was released? He's a honeypot. He's a honeypot and he's covered in bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. He's absolutely... Dr- and they're buzzing. Yeah, they're buzzing all over him. Now, Nath in all of his youthful wisdom, came out and said, listen, because this photo was taken at the family home, the Cleary residence, of which he still lives with his dad, despite the fact he's on, what, a million dollars a season? Anyway, I digress. Drenched in honeys, photo released. Nath says, sorry, my sisters and her mates, my sister and her mates came back, they were all having a drink, Anzac Day, and they were just waiting for an Uber. I didn't even know a photo was taken. I tell you what, well, finish the story and then I'll get to it. It'll make more sense. Yes. Then, so as a result of that story, the sanctions the NRL handed down to Nath were reduced when compared to the Fox and Trell who got $50,000 
uh, 60% suspended and a one-game suspension, which is also suspended for the season. So uh, 50 grand for those two. Uh, Nath only got 10 grand. Turns out today, Nath's fucking been doing TikToks with these honeys. So he knew he was getting filmed. TikTok's been released. Everyone's up in arms. Nath's a dirty liar. Yeah, look, Nath is a liar. Nath tried to uh, pull, pull the, the wool. wool over the nation's eyes. The nation's smarter than that. Yeah, you gotta you got to be pulling wool better than that. Nath. Look, you used to be able to pull wool back in the day, before iPhones, before camera phones, before, before social TikTok. media. You could pull wool. Mm. I mean, there was a lot of elite wool pullers out there yep. back in the day, but you can't pull wool like you could. You cannot pull wool like you used to. Not in 2020. Nah. Nath didn't know that. He's too wet behind the ears. He's, but you tell you who should have known. His old man. Ivan should have known. Because I reckon Ivan got off scot-free there. Like, yeah, his son's he's, he's given the finger to the bloody, to the rules, to isolation. Yeah. Leader of a club on a million dollars. Should have known better. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Where's the old man I sitting out the back having a schooner, is, allowing it to go on? Well, maybe Ive wasn't there. Do we know? Well, where is he? Where We're is supposed Ivan? to be isolated. Yeah. Was he at the pub? That's true, actually. Where I, is Ivan? Ive shouldn't be out of the house. Mate, I reckon Ivan fucking, he, he snuck out on that. He's just throwing the old boy under the bus. He's probably come up with this stupid little lie. Because, I mean, I don't reckon Ivan knows social media either. No, he probably doesn't. Well, he, would, he would have gone, oh, Dad, we did a few TikToks. And he would have been like, oh, yeah, like, what? You, you, you looked at the clock or something? He yeah. wouldn't have got it. No, right? he wouldn't. Anyway, they need to reassess Nathan's fine. Mm-hmm. I think, and call me stupid, just blanket them. Just blanket the fines. If you, fu- if you, if you, if you get up. caught fucking up and not obeying the social isolation laws... This is the fine. This is the suspension. It's a blanket case. Yep. Move on. I agree. Then it's easy. Then there, then there's the, none of this race card stuff, which has been sneaking into it. There's none yeah. of the, oh, well, he's getting special treatment over him. None of that crap can exist no, if it's a blanket. It's blanket. Rule. Now, I will say this. I think that the the the, the punishments are weak. One, weak as piss. We called weak. for one to two games. Yeah. What's a Someone come on here. And explain to me what a suspended suspension means. Yeah. Like, what? The, what's the point? Essentially, you've gone, yeah, we've suspended him, but we're actually not because we're suspending the suspension, which means he's not suspended. It's a double suspension, really. It's like, kind of it's, like, it's, it's like saying you're punished, but we're not going to punish you. Well, it's like two negatives make a positive yes. in math. In math. I don't even know if that's mathematically correct, is it? That two negatives make a positive in math? I think I think it is. Really? I think so. But what? Dior. Yeah, Dior that. And mathematicians, please reach out, because I'm not 100% sure on the validity of that statement. Anyway, Nate's fucked up big time. And it's now kind of... I mean, listen, I think most people assume uh, that the Fox and Trell's excuse of it's a cultural... It was a cultural gathering to be horse shit as well. But Nate's... Well, it's a classic wool pull. It's a wool pull as well. That hasn't worked. That was a wool pull as well. Everyone's trying to pull wool. And I think the big lesson learned here is that you can't pull wool in 2020. can't pull wool in 2020. Certainly not in the social media age. No. But Nate's wool pull seems a little bit scatter somehow because he, like, stood in front of the camera and, like, crafted a lot more. Like, the boys saying... The problem with the boys saying the cultural experience is that it brings out racist chat, right? It starts that conversation, which is scat, because that's not what it was about. But the Nate one was he's standing in front of Danny Widler on Channel 9 and he's like, I know I shouldn't have done it. I didn't know the photo was taken. I didn't do this. It was a bit more to his wool pull. There was a lot more to his wool pull, but it was coming from a kid who thought he'd crossed his T's and dotted his I's, Tom, and he hadn't. No. 
That's the problem. Now, he's obviously well, got... Well, I think a... the rugby league player dots their T's and crosses their I's, and that may have been the problem. Well, that's absolutely right. Look, and one with Aphantasia, I don't even know if he bothers dotting them. <laughs> he probably doesn't know you have to. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Yet to dot nine. Yet to dot or I's. A T. Well, I mean, look, you'd have to ask Nate that, but from <laughs> yeah. where I'm sitting... Who he's... knows if he'll tell you the truth? Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't. He's a liar. But he's obviously... A quick message to the birds. Have you deleted those TikToks? Yes, we have. Look, the internet doesn't forget. That's an no, old saying. That is. It's not that old, but it's a saying. And <laughs> relatively recent. Yeah, and he's got he's got caught red-handed in a in a classic wool pool. Yeah. And you know, twenty twenty, COVID, you're the punter and the dribbler. Like, no. Nah. Sorry, bro. Not copping a wool pool, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not this year, mate. We've had enough drama. Enough drama. Sharpen up. Sharpen up. Sharpen up. Latrell had flashes, but wasn't there defensively on a couple of like unexplainable instances. The like, one when the one where Jake Friend yeah, rubbed through one. and then scored the try, and Brayton Astor's like, "Oh, Where's the oh, try? you don't you don't really see that very often. Yeah. No, you don't. No, like where was Latrell? Usually, there's a fullback. Where that was, was always no my that was always like my asterisk with Latrell. Like he's an out and out throbber. Mm. Don't get me wrong." One of the great throbbers to ever throb. Absolutely. Still throbs right now. Throbbing currently. Yes. But lazy or can go missing. Yeah. Whether that's lazy or... Whether that's game now. Game now, so he just, or he just switches off. I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm going to say it's necessarily lazy, but no. he does switch off, yes. it would seem. Now, whether you're just like, it's restarting a computer, or if he's gone to shut down, I don't know what the fuck's As going in, on. So you're thinking maybe you just turn him on and off at the PowerPoint. Maybe he needs that before you run out for the second half. Yeah. Like he needs a reboot because he, he like freezes. He gets that sometimes he the gets Mac, the spinning the wheel. Mac wheel. Yeah, he does. He gets Fuck, spinning what happened wheel. here? Where is he? But if you looked, if the if the camera was able to pan, he'd sort of be just sitting there glitching, running, sort of. glitching. Yeah, exactly. Right. So maybe we just need to reset Latrell at halftime. Look, Wayne, if you're listening, I know you do. I'd be resetting him at halftime. Only problem is I don't think someone as old as Wayne has the technological nous to even turn a computer on, let alone restart one mid-game, Eddie. Well, that might be half the problem. <laughs> That, that's if Trent, it keeps happening, that's why. Trent, 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 Robinson, Trent, you, no, Trent, you. Trent knows how to fucking work a computer, mate. Like, but Trent also knows that he's, he's, you know, his CPU, yeah. computational power, couldn't really handle the rigors of fullback. It was yeah, too right. much processing. So, we need to like so he put him in centers. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because like, he's at fullback now. Yeah. A lot more to process. So he hasn't made He needs a ram upgrade. He needs a ram upgrade. Yeah. He absolutely needs a ram upgrade because otherwise you're going to get spinny wheel of death all season and <laughs> it's all over. And then the poor bastard's just going to get hammered from pillar to post by the media. Well, then you end up throwing out your old laptop because <laughs> you can't fucking use it, mate. You do. You, you upgrade. Yeah, this thing's shit. Go, this thing's fucking useless. No way. And they and they will just tell you, mate, it's, 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 so out, it's out of warranty. It's out of warranty. Not on us. Mate, our warranty goes for three months and yeah. then and it's fucked. And then it's on you. So, no, this is junk and it's it's all done. Now, I hope to God that they can figure out some way to upgrade his RAM or switch him on and off at the PowerPoint. At halftime. In between halves. Yes. Pre-game halftime. But at the back end of that game on on Friday night, that's what you were saying. Yeah. You are seeing Latrell glitching. Yep. Glitching his ass off. Yep. So, shout out to Latrell. Obviously, hope you... Ram soon, bruh. Ram soon. <laughs> Finally on Rugby League, Eddie, I don't know if you've got anything else, but I just wanted to acknowledge our Lord and Saviour, St. Peter Volandis, the great and powerful St. Peter Volandis, who has come out and said that he wants to buy an NRL jet. Mm. Mm. Air Rugby League. Air Volandis. Air Volandis. Yeah, I think 
I think that's appropriate. Ev Landy's I only think, like it's, well, it's just a nice nod, a gentle nod to what he's done for the game. Air St. Peter. Air St. Peter. St. Peter Air. St. Peter Air. It's all good. Look, we can work that out, but to basically fly everyone around. Yeah. Apparently, they've been absolutely loving it. They get there four hours before the game, and then they get home. They leave two hours after the game. Oh, so the players are loving it. Loving it. They, oh, don't, really? they don't have to stay in hotels. They fucking hate staying in hotels. Yeah, I guess you probably would get it. Come down the commercial, air, like, com, uh, like yeah, commercial fucking with the punters and dribblers. Yeah, that's a pain. At the, the airport, ass. getting yelled at. I mean, some of the dribblers that we have calling. Imagine them imagine seeing them people seeing... Are f- are fucking at the airport. Yeah. Then you got to go stay. Imagine at... Neil Southern over Castro and just oh, happens to the airport. Yeah. When the Who, and he's just, and he's just happened to add 50 rums. Like, yeah, fair Bradman and Best walks past. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Poor old Bradman. Gives him a bloody ear He'd never bashing. be the same player, would no, he? No, he wouldn't. He'd probably retire. He probably would. So they go down, they stay the night before, then they stay the night after. After and it's you know that's two nights out of your week. If you go back to back, like yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Anyway, so apparently they're loving it. Yeah, nice. Well, I'd love to see a whole fleet of air of air landies. Mm. Each mm. team get one, and then they were talking about just renting them out to other sports teams. They 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 said maybe Super Rugby would use it. I was like, mm. uh, maybe some of their players would be fucking working on them. Yeah, serving peanuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Air hostesses and maybe pilots. Yeah, yeah. I can't see them renting it. No. Not when they let go of a third of their workforce. Yeah, unless anyway. you're giving them serious mates rates, mm, mm. which I imagine you're not because Peter's an animal and he's probably just trying to bury every other code. But oh, it, it, that's, it's got a nice ring to it, St. Peter Air, and the idea that our boys are flying around first class, like private yeah. PJ stuff, yeah. I think that's nice for the game. Mm. I think it's nice for regular league time. I think rugby league's reached PJ status. It has. It has. New rights still in the bank. Yeah. Billions of dollars to spend. Why not buy a jet? Fuck now, it. Fuck it. Live a little. <laughs> Live a little. <laughs> I, what it shows is, it's been a tough year. <laughs> it's been a really tough year. And you deserve to splash some cash. Now, listen. Were they caught with their swimming nude <laughs> when the tide went out? Yes. That was yesterday. That was fucking last week's problem. Tide's back in, baby. Tide's back in and we're all naked. Let's get jets. Yeah, let's get jets. Don't need a couple. I mean, not more than... Probably two's enough, three? Uh, two to th- Look, I'm not I'm not turning my nose up at four jets. Look, if you want to give Manly one exclusively, we'll take it. But I just think you want to have a spare jet. Yes. If you can afford to have a spare jet, which we can now as a game. Billions of dollars in the bank. Billions of dollars in the bank. Tide's well and truly in. I'll ask you this. What billionaire doesn't have a boat? Or a plane, rather. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know... Every billionaire has his own plane. We've got a billion dollars. We've got heaps of billions. We've got more than one billion. So we should have two jets. We should have at least two jets. Yeah. Or a jet per billion. Yeah. That's the metric. That's the metric. A jet per billion. So, you know, I just like that Pete has taken the reins and gone, Tide was out. Tide's not out anymore. Let's get some shit. Let's get some shit. Let's get some cool shit. Let's get some shit while everyone's stoked on yeah. how we're doing. While the getting's good, let's get some shit. That's what you. By hey, the time the strike while the iron's again, hot. Strike while the iron's hot, Tom. By the time the by the time the tide goes out again, PVL ain't going to be anywhere to be seen. Look, and if we'll we be have prime minister, and be like, Fuck, I know. Wasn't but my even fault. but even still, even if we have another pandemic, Tom, we've got a couple of assets in the form That's of private it. jets. We've got some planes. Yes, they may have depreciated off the fucking face of a cliff. I'm, I mean, if they're anything like <laughs> the moment cars, they leave the shop. Yeah, well, if they're anything like cars, that's the case. Yeah. But I like to think that an asset's still always an asset. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, 
People always want planes. As always well. want jets. We're still... I mean, Jetstar's using jets from the 60s. Yeah, yeah. People so, always want jets. I mean, these fucking jets, will, these will last. These will last. These they will make last. smart... It's a smart investment. I think that's a smart footy, Tom. Yeah, it's real smart footy. And then what about, like, for, say, your Sydney-based clubs, we just get a fleet of jet skis. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if the Roosters have to go across to Brookie... Down Par... Oh, yeah. They'll just go through the harbour, out, out around the heads and... And then you, and in, you go. And into Manly, and then up you go. Thanks for coming. Whereas, you know, if you want to go to Parramatta, you just go straight down the Parramatta River. River. Piece of piss. Penrith, I don't know, down the Parramatta, the Nepean, the Hawkesbury. You'll yeah, yeah, be able to yeah, find yeah, your yeah. way. There's, water finds a way, so we'll find a way. You or prob- we get motorbikes. You probably go all the way up the Central Coast, up to like the Mooney Mooney Bridge, and then you go up the Hawkesbury. Snake your way back down. Yeah, snake your way through the Hawkesbury, past Wiseman's Ferry and shit. I mean, it's Beautiful dual. country up there. <laughs> but it's not a bad jet ski. No. Good for team camaraderie. Yeah. A nice collective fucking jet ski up Hoon the whole up through. the coastline. Beautiful, mate. Great for the I was just up the central coast. Beautiful part of the world. Down to Wollongong. Out the heads and down and the coast. straight down. <laughs> I'll just jump in to say, boys. Idea's great. Jet skis are banned in Sydney Harbour, but between Nick Politis and Peter Vlanders, you'd think they can renegotiate there a few laws go. in their yeah. favour. Like, easily. I, I, mean, uh, I don't think, Dave. Yeah. I know. Can si- is someone knocking at the door? No, it's no. my foot. Oh, God. I'm just excited about this jet about ski. About the jet skis yeah, and yeah, jets. Yeah. And yeah, no, no, perfect. I was just making sure. Jets, jet skis. Jets, jet skis, motorbikes, maybe a fleet of scooters. I like the, the idea, cars. like the Harbour City, mate. I like the idea of getting boys on jet skis. It speaks to the the emerald, the diamond of the city, the harbour, and the, the, heart wa- of and, the, the city. and the waterways yeah. that, that run off at times. Exactly. I think jet skis is a great way to see the city, but also a nod to... This great city of ours, and the, the, basically that what was at its very core the lifeblood of the city still is. The city started still is around this beautiful harbour of ours, and it'd be nice to see you know in some pregame rev up on Channel Nine or Fox, just the boys slow mo cruising, <laughs> fucking out the heads. Down to Wollongong. Down to Wollongong. How long would that take? Wouldn't take long. Oh, what, like fucking fifteen hours. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You get the the big fuckers on like, a flat day. What a thousand cc's or something? Yeah, well, on a flat day you could. It'd, it'd oh, be, flat day. Flat day'd be quick. Yeah. Obviously, if there was a bit of swell about, you might have to leave a bit earlier. Oh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's allow for traffic. <laughs> Inclement traffic conditions. Well, you'd have to allow for traffic if you were going down to like you know Cogra or something. I mean, if it was a beautiful day down at La Perouse, fucking fishing down at Well, down at Brightless Sands, that there's I'm sure some of our listeners. Big jet skis area jet down ski at Brighton of the country, Sands. really. Yeah. Brighton Sands is the jet ski heart of of the entire jet ski movement. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you've got to allow for traffic through there if you're going to Cogra, so. But otherwise, 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 I, I don't see any on. issues. I don't see any issues. No, I don't see any issues. Mate. Victoria probably used the jet. No, with Sydney, well, Melbourne's not a city. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's right. So if you're going interstate, we'll use the the NRL planes. Well, the AFL teams couldn't use them either. Not a not a Harbour City, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, no. That's like get the tram stuff. Yeah, yeah, yawn, yeah, yeah. Yawn. Well, they'd probably do a tram with. Well, the yawn or or, or the gun. Oh, who cares? Boring. Yeah, yuck. Trains and trams are for losers. We'll take jets and jet skis, bro. It was great. Tank Water Warriors returned to form. Mate, the Tank Water Warriors game was sensational. Knocked off the Cowboys. The score, who cares? It's like 37-26. Something like that. But it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then it was a. It became about, you know, attrition and lasting the distance and going the distance and, and drawing the on reserves of what, Tom? Tank water. Tank water. Now, obviously, we, we personally... Paid for um, 
a, a large shipment of tank water to be flown to, to, to look, look, to have, Warriors training. Look, have we have we been in consultation with Bushmans? Yes. Have we have we been getting tankers of water driven down? Yes. Have we been getting dead possums from the side of the road and dropping them in? Absolutely, we have. Absolutely. Well, we've been taking the tank water and just emptying the contents into the tanker and then moving it. So it comes possum at all. It's true, it does. But I do think you can get, like, you, you can, can get, add extra. You can Tom. add possum. Look, look, we're not We gonna... provide all. <laughs> look, are we chemists? Water chemists, sure. Yeah. Do we? Do we? Is there a is there a ratio of possum to rat to water that sort of speaks to well, excellence? Possum, possum gum leaf ratio. Yeah. Gum leaf ratio. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. Am I going to tell you losers? No, no I'm not. <laughs> Absolutely, not. Absolutely not. But look, we saw the we saw the, the the poor old warriors get pumped the week before, and we thought, nah, this nah, isn't good enough. Not on our watch. We organised a, a fresh shipment, and look, look at that. Look Who at lasted that. the distance? Yeah. Who went the big lift? Tank water. Tank water. Hydrates the cells, mate. Yeah, it's really good. Hydrates the cells. It's like doping almost, but but, but it's but you can't but it's legalized doping because yeah. you can't you can't expect you the can't, people of Tamworth to abandon a winning formula. Well, you also well, not just abandon winning formula. What is Tamworth not allowed to drink water? Well, that's exactly. Are you going to ban an entire town? The, the are right you going to drink water? Are you going to ban everyone west of the Great Dividing Range from a nice drop of tank water? Is that what you're telling me? Because I won't have it. And the nation won't have it. The great state of New South Wales won't have it. Tom. No. Well, there'd, there'd be laws stopping. There would be laws. There would have to be laws. I don't know what they are. D or Dave may be able to find them. But there'd yeah, be laws. There'd be laws somewhere, for sure. But the Warriors got the got the, the job done. <laughs> got the job done. And so, yeah, the AFL in deep shit, basically. I don't know exactly even how they handle this. That's probably where I could have done some deals. Do they go to Do they go to thirty second quarters? Do they just, just, re- go 30 just reduce quarters. the footy? So a two minute game, you're saying? Two minute game, reduce the footy in and out. I think that's short and sharp, about, right? As little, just win the bounce and, and then game first over. to score, game over. That's probably not a bad idea for them because the quality of football so far has been shit anyway. And they'll trumpet their horn and go, look at the ratings. Because no one ever tells you that the AFL ratings fall off a cliff in the fourth quarter. No one ever tells you that because people turn it on and turn it off because it's crap. Yeah. You get that short, sharp footy and you get two minutes. Two minutes of solid minutes rating. Of solid, that's solid rating. And go, yep, we got three million for four million viewers for our two minutes. Perfect. Bang. Dave will love that shit. McGlo- McLaughlin? I think it's McLaughlin. I actually forget his real name. I just no. think of him as Scaredy Cat. Scaredy Cat Gill. He'd love that. He'd love that. Take that to the board. Look at this. Look how well I'm doing. I think that's a no-brainer for the AFL to go to two-minute games. They could play the full season in an afternoon. Why not? Then it's all over. Who was premiers? And oh, then Gil can just go. All right, thank God, I can now stop having a panic attack. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Get this thing pumped out in the next week, and then go and live with Corona for yeah. the rest of your days. Let's just deal with Corona. Let's get this season out of the way. I think that's your only option. You got to pump this thing out in a week. Yeah, that's all you got. And two minute, two minute matches that'll get you there. Everything's about shortening the game these days. Twenty twenties, the hundred, whatever the fuck else they're doing in South Africa. Like, you, it's all about short, compact sport, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, if you're a real sport and you respect the game, test cricket, rugby league, things like that, you would never shorten the game because that's just disrespecting your forefathers, disrespecting the people that, that started the game. It's disrespecting your fan base. Yeah. It's basically like a general sort of, like, like a dis- just disrespect all around, right? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the AFL, obviously, spineless, gutless, weak, scaredy cats, uh, Gil as the figurehead of that, Probably the first human alive to be living without a spine. Uh, don't know how he's doing it, but tape, <laughs> taped up. He's he's taped up. Uh, he's just got like his taped broomsticks to his back. So that... 
giant paddle pop stick. Yeah. <laughs> He's a scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking scarecrow right now, Gil. <laughs> He doesn't care. He will just whatever gets this nightmare over quick enough. So he's. I think he'll go down to thirty second quarters, Eddie. Yeah, I think so. He's made a straw. I think he's absolutely made a straw. Weak as piss. Slight bit of heat applied, and he goes yeah. up in flames. <laughs> um, crows pick him to death. Crows pick him to death, and he just stands there and does nothing. Yeah, yeah he does nothing. He does nothing while his eyeballs get yeah, picked yeah, out. He just stands there in a field and just does nothing. Just gets his eyeballs picked out. Um, so I think with that in mind, yeah. 30 second quarters that, makes is the sense. way to go. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. More tears, but I think that transitions it into the Broncos. Mm. No tears. They're playing spin the bottle up there. Dude, post they're, game. They're thinking about the game being finished so they can get up to no good. That's literally, oh, game's over. Come here, Jai Arrow. Yeah. I'm going to just start fucking hooking up with you. Yeah, yeah. Jai, come here. Yeah. Jai's like, whoa. Spear me. Yeah. Jai's like, excuse me, guys. We've just won a game of rugby league here, Brisbane. Uh, and I believe... Can you Dior... get your hands out of my pants? Yeah, what the yeah. fuck's going on? Mate, That I'm not allowing a fondle. Just because we've beat you the last three times we played you at Suncorp doesn't mean you can fondle doesn't mean me. you can stick your hands down my pants. We're not pieces of meat here. We're rugby league players, yeah. Brisbane. Yeah, you've lost five on the trot. What, free fondles? Is yeah, that what, is that what you think what, happens After here? five losses, it's some sort of loss card. No. Like some sort of stamp reward yeah, you system. you get it in community chest on Monopoly. <laughs> after five straight losses, you get to fondle the opposition full time. <laughs> I don't know who go- who gave you that. I sense. don't know what Monopoly game you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Seabold's telling you up there, but that's that's not how it goes that's, in rugby league. Hey, and we don't mind. There's nothing wrong with a fondle. I'm just... not, what I'm anti fondle. <laughs> I'm not anti fondle, but it's the time and a place yeah, for fondling. It's the time and a place. You need to be dejected. You need to be crying. You need to be. You need to. You need to touch of the bras about you after a loss. Brisbane fifth straight. Your whole your whole fucking city hates you, right? Mate, now. think of the fans. Think of the fans. Now, these rugby league players, same too, sometimes, Tom, sometimes, forget who pays the bills, bro. Yeah. Like, and if there was no fans, mate, then you wouldn't be on the big money no. and you'd be running around for free. And oh, half of you, I guarantee, wouldn't be. You'd be like, nah, too hard. Fuck it. Couldn't be bothered, right? So show some goddamn respect. Yeah. And that starts and finishes, Tom, with tears and passion. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Tears, passion, and... Hold off on the fondle. Hold off on the fondle. The open mouth kissing. Oh, it's too much. It's far too much for a post game. The tongue was a lot it post It was a match. lot to watch, man. Especially if you're a Broncos fan, you already got a bad taste in your mouth and you mm. got to see, <laughs> yeah. you know, someone on their knees in the middle of fucking Suncorp. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's it though. The Broncos are leaving a bad taste in the mouth of the punter and the dribbler with shit footy and post-match ball fondling. Now... <laughs> But obviously, there was another talking point out of the game, uh, and that was Ivan Cleary. Back to the club that he walked out on after... One year? One year. I think, I think he had was. two to go. Yeah. Wanted to go meet up with baby bro. Or baby, baby, son. baby son, rather. Um, Nathan. Obviously, Nathan. Wanted to go back to a club that had sacked him, which I think also puts salt in the wounds well, of the West Tiger like, faithful. It's kind of like, yeah, this club disrespected me publicly, and yet the idea yeah. of staying here is worse. Now, there was a couple of things written about it, particularly by James Hooper today, right, who really went after Ivan. Now, he kept saying, now, for for Ivan to, to, to get everyone to hop in on the bus and buy into his ideas... Hoop's a Tigers fan, by the way. And then leave. It's like, bro... 
Why do you keep saying for him to get people to buy into his ideas that he's a coach? That's his job. He has to get them If to he's buy not getting people ideas. to buy in, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. So stop using these weird bus analogies and asking people to, oh, how dare he ask people to buy in? Well, bro, he's a coach. That's that's definitely what he should that's have been 100% doing. 100% how he should I'm be not saying it. I'm not saying that he should have bailed in those circumstances, but you can sort of see where... You know, he knows how the NRL works. He knows that there's very few opportunities that come along. And he's probably thought to himself, this may be the only opportunity I get to, to coach, coach my, my son. son. Is, that a fair, is that a fair assumption? Yes, I think it is. I think so. So he, go, he takes it with both arms and he bails. Maybe, yeah, you could say that's dog, sure. But to, Look, it's dog. But, but to, to crap on about, oh, how dare Ivan get him on the bind and then leave. It's like, get everyone bro. on the bus and then get off the bus and now we're sitting on the bus. Like, it's relax. like saying, how dare everyone allow me to coach them and then leave. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, bro, shut up. That. They've got Madge McGuire, terrific coach, won a premiership. Premiership winning coach. Oh, 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 oh Ivan hasn't won a fucking coach. Yeah, oh dear. If anything, you want to go with the experience exactly. with the runs on the board with the premiership in the cupboard. Exactly. So you just you just dust your hands up and go, yes, yeah, sweet, mate. Not Get a over it. Get over it, mate. You've got a new girlfriend. Stop talking about your ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing, bro. That's what you're doing. Ask your new girlfriend, Madge McGuire, how he feels about yeah. you crapping on about yeah, the ex. ex. You're clearly not over yeah. for some weird Madge's reason. Madge's like, what are you talking? Mate, I'm here. I'm hotter. I've got prems. Yeah, I'm hot. No, I'm hotter. I'm hotter. I'm actually hotter. This is a better deal. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck you're whinging about, no. penning these like super hectic, like breakup love letter yeah. tragedies. Like you're weeping out the front of the ground. Yeah. Like Ivan's like, bruh, we broke up like yeah. two years ago. Two years ago we broke up and you're still crying this about it? This is the equivalent of an ex coming back after two years. They've bumped into it. You've bumped into each other at the pub. And you're, and you're an uncontrollable sobbing mess. And you're abusing him. When you've got your your girlfriend, your, girlfriend, your current your next current to you, miso next to you, and she's sitting there going, "Excuse me," who's also a beautiful woman, yeah, very intelligent, like for the party, better. All your friends love her, yeah. your family loves her. You're about to marry her, and you're carrying on like this. Well, the reason we're talking about this as well is because yeah. Ivan was getting abused by some Tigers fan while he was sitting in the coach's box, and the Tigers fan is sitting below him, and he's abusing him. Ivan at the end of the game after the Panthers beat the Tigers. So. But, but the guy also in front of his son. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where it gets a little more interesting. But so Ivan, after full time, blowing kisses to the guy, waving at him and pointing, pointing to, to the, the scoreboard, board. which is just good fucking banter. Like, Jesus Christ, get over it. But this dribbler who was abusing Ivan the whole time came out and started trying to paint the narrative as like his kid was just trying to wave at Ivan and like stick his thumbs up and shit and Ivan sticking his thumbs down. And then that's when the dad blew up. And then it since came out that, no, the dad was just being a, like a fuckwit. What I read was the son waved at Ivan, Ivan waved back, and then the old man ripped. Yeah. Was like, you know, fucking Fuck you, get, get one. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't All you in, wave at my son. And then has come out being like, hopefully my son doesn't remember what I was saying. It's like, mm, I think he probably will. I think this is one of those moments your son won't forget. <laughs> It'll be one of those ones where it's like he's 50 and he's sitting on the couch of a fucking, of a therapist. And it's like, yeah, well, look, Dad had some problems with anger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? What happened? Well, one time we're at the footy and I really love the footy, but then, you know, Ivan Cleary was there. Who's Ivan Cleary? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe you remember back in like the 2000s, uh, this football coach left a club for another club so he could coach his son. Like heaps of other coaches like, have. Like, yeah, like, well, it's, a, it's, it's a professional sport, so everyone moves around. And anyway, Dad was fucking fuming about it <laughs> two years after the fact and abused him through the, the, the glass window. So could the coach hear? No, he couldn't actually hear anything. You just see my dad flipping him off and scrap. Oh, I could hear dad. Obviously, I still hear him every night when I sleep. Um, 
But Ivan couldn't but, hear but I, No, Ivan couldn't hear anything. Um, but so then Ivan started flipping off and then obviously it became a media story and like my life was sort of a public media scrutinised thing for a couple of weeks. And now every time I... Now I every time I hear Friday night's a great night of football, I have a panic attack. So I'm just... <laughs> Life's great. Life's great. Yeah. Life's great. No, life's good. Life's good. Obviously, my marriage failed and um, I don't speak to my kids anymore. And like... Uh, yeah, and yeah, well, all the while, granddad's still sitting there going, I hope he doesn't remember it. Like, mate, yeah. you fucking remember Oh, you don't remember that, do you? You don't remember that day, do you? It's like, it's actually coloured the rest of my life, dad, but thank you very much. <laughs> but there is actually one more rugby league story and it's a little bit more on the salacious side. Now, we don't support the leaking of any private videos of anybody. No, not, not on this podcast. Not on this podcast, not the way we operate. But if they leak, unfortunately, it would be remiss of us. We have a, a responsibility to the punter and the dribbler to at least address it. We're not going to repost any of this shit, but we have to address it. It's our duty. It's our responsibility. Now, a video leaked that reportedly is of Adam Elliott bouncing what has to be one of the one of the great rugby league dicks you've ever seen around in it's apparently five years old if it is him but i gotta say the man certainly putting a soft george burgess on notice he's put him on notice and i'll tell you why now there's a lot of people out there who've obviously seen soft george they've seen what he's about that are of the opinion and it's an opinion that i can go along with that given it's a mirror selfie, yes. That Soft George may have done some priming, right? Yeah, worked a, worked it up into a into a state. Given that it was in front of a mirror, and that it probably had an end destination in mind, the yeah. photo. That yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was prepped. Yeah, I think it was prepped. Here's one I prepared earlier. Sort I, of I stuff. think so. I think so. Yeah, Gordon uh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Huey's cooking. Yeah, Huey's cooking. Huey's cooking stuff. <laughs> Huey's cooking stuff. I think that's what it was. Whereas Adam Elliott, clearly on a bender. Yeah. Now, he might have, have had one or two Red Bulls. He looks like he's just unsheathed that thing. <laughs> I think he's unwrapped it. Yeah, seriously, like taking the cover off of it like a car cover <laughs> or something. <laughs> Would it be big enough? No, I don't know. I don't know if there's a car cover big enough, but it doesn't look like it's been primed. It doesn't... No, 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 he's on a bender. It looks bloodless. No, it's bloodless. Yeah. It looks intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> The post-contact meters that fucking thing could get. <laughs> the PCMs. The PCMs that that thing could get. Mate, no one would take it on. No. All I'm saying is there's a new sheriff in town. I think there's a new sheriff in town. You know, bow down. Welcome. 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 Yeah. Welcome. Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott. <coughs> Excuse what me, a, punters no, and dribblers. Um, there Excuse is. Me. There's a new sheriff. There's a new sheriff in, in a big, big way. So, I, I mean, outside of that, I think this is more just like an appreciation post. No, we're just telling you. We're just, we're just letting you know. It's a public service announcement. I mean, you come to us for these sort of, for these sort of bits of news, facts and figures. We're letting you know. Soft George has been has been bested. (laughs) 
And now it's just about the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll be hard to beat, the, the sheriff. The sheriff will be hard to beat. That thing was... That thing was when you heard rumours about him failing to get it inside a schooner glass... Yeah, well, you knew you, were, you knew it was either like a Loch Ness Monster situation or, or it was legitimate. And Loch Ness is real. Nessie's real. <laughs> You better off. The Apollo restaurant. Has anyone been there recently? Not recently. It just got closed like down for COVID. Really? Yeah. What did? Shit. Apollo. Ella was Actually, there. I think my mate was Ella there. Ella was there on Saturday. Week. Really? There's COVID in it? Yeah, it's been shut down. I'll call her quickly. That's hectic. That is hectic. That's hectic. Because that means that we now, I think, have to isolate technically. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just calling. I'm just calling you about that. Why don't you go get the test? She have going. She got Victoria Victoria attitude. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. She's like, because we were supposed to get a Molly Mook. Now she's like, I don't know if we can. But now I'm with you. Well, and now I'm fucked. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. And everyone in there is fucked. Yeah. Bruh. that's a pain in the ass. Well, at least you got it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm going to have to fucking sleep in a bin. This is a pickle. This is a pickle. I might have to just call Steph real quick. How are you? Just saw your bloody COVID update. So Ella was there on Saturday and I'm now here with Eddie. I don't know whether you want to like leave the house or whether I just fucking, if you want to just leave a mattress outside and I'll sleep in the garage. If it's as contagious Cases, as they yeah. say, me, Eddie and Dior Dave are fucking dripping in coronavirus. Great news. The show must go on. The show must go on, COVID or not. Might be best if we just get it over and done with, boys. We, I think we've got it. <laughs> <laughs> we got it today. Two weeks' time, we show symptoms. So we, we get through the podcast and then go home and then we're sick for a week. And then by the time we but come back for another month... we're contagious Monday, from the moment you have it. I know, but I'm <laughs> saying they'll just have to let us come in later. <laughs> we'll Glenn 20 the whole yeah, thing Yeah, yeah, we'll Glenn 20 yeah. the whole thing. Glenn 20 him. That'll kill it, right? Uh, we don't share these sex tapes. We don't take joy in their release, but people come to us to help them make sense of it. And mm. so unfortunately, mm. rightly or wrongly, we've seen it. Yeah. And rightly or wrongly, we will have to, to break it down. Yeah. I'd also like to say something about the video that I don't think has been talked about. I can't remember the, the, the lady's name. Mackenzie-Anna Dior, and allegedly. It, it appeared to me that... That's Ma one of the great wag names of all time. It, it, it appears to me that Mackenzie-Anna. Anna Mackenzie. Mackenzie-Anna. Mackenzie-Anna gave him the foot. You she know what pushed, I mean? Yeah, she's like, he was trying that. to keep her happy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's a, you know what he's I mean? a pleaser. He's, he's a pleaser. He's trying to keep her happy. He trying knows, to do the right thing. He knows there's no way... In good conscience, having seen Mackenzie Anna, yeah. I'm not saying I have, I'm saying he's saying this. <laughs> yeah. Then there's no way in good conscience that he's gonna be able to maintain the rage, as it were. <laughs> and he knows that, so she's gone and jammed a, a big toe in his mouth and he's like, Well fuck, man, like I'm a people pleaser here. I wanna do the right <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, 
That's what it, it's a byproduct. Yes. I've lost my mongrel. I've lost my mongrel, but I'm still in it. I'm, I'm still, still in the bedroom. Yeah. I'm still trying to play my role exactly. as best as I can yeah, for the team. Because that's it. But you, that's the thing about him, right? He's a rugby league player. Yeah. So day in, day out, week in, week out, What's for, the, the for best most for the of team? his life, it's I'm a team player. Team What's first. The, it's team first. Yeah. It's team first rhetoric. That's kind of it's. You know what? And I'm not saying he. Tony's not a utility, but he's 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 a utility in the bedroom, right? Like yeah. he, he can play different roles. He can if he can't if he's if the mongrel's gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. then what else can I do here? Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm a, you know I may have a bit of a, a sore cast, so I can't run out the back. Put me in the middle. Yeah, put, put me, me in the, the middle. middle. I'll play in the middle. I'll play in the middle if I have to. Yeah, and I'll I'll do the I'll do the grubby stuff. Yeah, that's it. I'll do the dirty work. I'll roll my <laughs> sleeves up. I'm prepared to do the dirty work now, to to. For the team. Yeah, to, to finish For the, the job. <laughs> finish the job. And I, I like to think that Mackenzie Anna has presented the big toe, right? She saw the writing on the wall. She saw the writing on the wall. She goes, hang on. Am I in the, am I in the bedroom with a team player here? Someone who's prepared to well, she see, could see, see the, in the middle. The air leaking out of that balloon. And she's like, Jesus Christ. And, you know, we've got to try something else here. Well, but it was also... Mackenzie Anna's like, okay, well, the, the air's leaking, the tyres quickly becoming flat, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I want to get my rocks off. Yeah, and this guy's, I know this guy has utility value. He's got utility value, and he's prepared to do the dirty work in the middle. Yeah, so she's jammed a toe into the mouth. You know, I'm, I still side with Katoni here. I think that so he's a proud New South Welshman. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's he a is. rugby league football already, and he does. He know, like that's that's. He's the only good player in that Broncos side because he's a New South Welshman and, he, and he's, and he's got a team New, player. He's a team player. He's got New South Wales principles. Mm. And, and he'll do is, the dirty work. That's do the dirty work, whatever needs to be done. Yeah. And Even, you know, if I can't maintain a mongrel, yeah. by God, you best believe I'm still going to... Yeah. I'm seeing out the 80 minutes here. I'm, seeing, I'm playing 80 minutes. Do not bench me. <laughs> But again, proud New South Welshman yeah. who's got a bit of character. He should be picked for origin based on that. Mate, video. Based on that, because you get the full eighty minutes. You, you know, Freddie knows now Freddie knows that, that he's going to get a full eighty minutes out of Katoni. I reckon Freddie sees that and goes, "He's he's made he's made origin cloth." That is that. If that's not origin cloth, that's, Tom, that's what is? Mo- that's the most New South Wales performance I've ever seen. If <laughs> you wanted an analogy, a metaphor for origin cloth. That's it. Katoni with a big toe in his mouth. Going the big lift as air exits his tyre. That's Origin Cloth. <laughs> and that's why New South Wales is going to win nine in a row. Because we've got blokes like that putting their hand up, going, pick me, Freddie. Is <laughs> that a- an Origin tryout? <laughs> Is that an origin child? Is that a man in a broken team putting his hand up? <laughs> Knows that he can't get it done with the Bronx. He goes, I've got to try something else here. <laughs> Is that the New South Wales oh, origin slogan? Whatever it takes, I think. By, it by any means necessary. I've never been prouder to be from New South Wales. <laughs> never. Never in my life. <laughs> Wednesday evening, fight of the century. Yep. Jeff the Hornet Horn, yep. the national treasure. Yep. Treasure of the nation. Treasure of the nation versus Tim Sue Sue, Kostya's boy. Yeah. Kostya's progeny. Kostya's proj. <laughs> Kostya's proj. The proj of Kostya. 
Um, obviously, we're Hornmen. Yeah. We're in Camp Horn. Yeah, we're Horny We're team men. Horn. We're Horny men. We're in the Hornet's Nest. Yeah. We're Horny Dudes. <laughs> That's Is that what his fan club's called? The Horny, horny Dudes? Or Horny Dudes, yeah. I think it is. Um, <laughs> Who's Horny? Yeah, Horny. <laughs> now, obviously, the fight build-up's been at an absolute fever pitch. <laughs> I don't even know fever pitch is right. It's all anyone can talk it's about. It's beyond fever it's pitch. It's absolutely it is, it is. It has it's, taken over the water coolers of this nation, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Like nothing I've ever seen. McGregor Mayweather sort of levels are high. Uh, what? 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 No. I don't think so. Even bigger. Way bigger. Yeah. Uh, remember Pacquiao fucking Mayweather? No, no, no. No, no. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck. This thing is at the top of every Google search yeah. globally. But it is very... Uh, you know, I mean, it's all on the line here. Glenn Rushton, 3N Glenn, of um, Dolphin. Dolphin Palace fame, mm. said Jeff's never been fitter. Ever? No. Jeff's never been fitter. And Jeff's been fit. Jeff's been fit. And funnily enough, Timmy Two's manager, mm. also a Glenn, but he's a 1N Glenn. Bullshit. I swear to God. Well, you know a 3N Glenn trumps a 1N Glenn in well, the Glenn stakes. Well, every every day of the week, 3Ns are better than 1. <laughs> I've never seen a 1N Glenn. <laughs> Neither have I. That's like when you see, you know, you see that white whale swimming that, up and down Sydney every yeah. time. They're like, oh, it's the only white humpback in the world. That, it's like, that Glenn sounds sick to me. Dude, he's That's missing. a sick Glenn. Yeah, he's missing he's, a couple of He's ends. missing a couple of ends. I had to double take. I was like, what do you mean a one-end Glenn? <laughs> I can't. I've never heard of a one-end Glenn. I've never heard of a one-end Glenn. <laughs> never in my life. These, this guy. Two's the standard. Three's the dream. The standard, but one. Three's the gold standard. Yeah. Two's the standard. Three's the gold standard in, in Glenn's. In Glenn's. Yeah. A one-end Glenn is listen i mean it's, it's but it, but it's 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 interesting it's a battle of the 3 n and the 1 n like it's a it's an interesting amount of ends which glenn will reign supreme yeah i think i'd know who the the safe money's on oh the safe money's on 3 n glenn every day of the week yeah i think 3 n glenn's titles intact does, does, whether it does is there is there also like a battle going on like if if 3 n glenn is to defeat 1 n glenn does he take one of his ends <laughs> And Does so- he become a four-end Glenn? <laughs> and then one end becomes two-end. Glur. And then, well... <laughs> so if one end is to lose, he just becomes Glur. But if he is to win... He becomes a two-end Glenn. two-end Glenn and three-end Glenn. Now becomes it's two-end Glenn. Becomes a two-end Glenn, yeah. That's what I think. Because that's traditionally how more Glens can, you know, you can, win. That's how you can accumulate ends. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Parramatta mm. now I don't want to say that they've been uh, milking penalties but I heard a stat today Tom that half of all crusher tackles right have been against by players playing against the Eels and I think Micah Sieb has been involved in like three really? yeah so this is for 2020 obviously yeah for 2020 um well, Bellamy was like, they're fucking milking it. And then Brett Arthur was like, we do not practice milking penalties. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I don't believe it for yeah, a right. second. Because the value in milking a penalty is so obvious. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But I oh, we need a bit of field possession. Milk. But I wonder whether you need to be taught to milk a penalty. Or if it's like, oh, that kind no, of... No, no. It's, it's like, like, it's like... You just do it, right? No, no, it's at training. Fucking milk penalties, boys. Milk them. I mean, the stat is pretty damning. Oh, it's damning. It's very damning. And I just think it's a little bit too coincidental. That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's, that's all fair. I'm saying. No, that's fair. 
I think Brad's looking for an edge. And I think Parramatta are looking for an edge because they haven't won the comp since the 80s. See, in 80 years, and you might win a premiership, but you probably won't. Because you're an eel. Because you're an eel, and you suck. And you ate eel. And what did we say at the start of the season? Probably something similar, and it's probably come true. I can't remember. I can't qualify either way, but are you going to go back and find it? No. So, for all you know, we're right. <laughs> the eels suck. Enjoy that 80-year drought, bruh. Yeah, dude. We, we thought the drought in Australia was bad. Yeah. Oh, we did. That was real bad. Stung. Yeah. Nothing like that. Nothing like the eels drought. Now, listen, I know we are huge in the farming community, and, you know, that drought hit the, the, the drought affected parts of this country quite hard, and we sincerely stand with all of our brothers and sisters of the land, Eddie. But no drought, and I repeat, no drought has been more crippling than the drought the Parramatta eels have been going through since the fucking 1920s or whenever they last the premiership. <laughs> And it looks like it's going to go for another 80 years at least. Yeah. What year will it be in 80 years, Eddie? 2100. Wow. Yeah. Are they going to win in 2100? No way. <laughs> Not a chance. It's, that's too beautiful a number. <laughs> There's no way they're winning in 2100. No way. No way. They're going to win. It'd be like 2113 or something. And even then, dude, I, I can't see him winning. I can't see him winning again. I can't see him winning another comp. I think the fucking... The sun will swallow the earth before the yields yeah, get another comp. I think so. I think we're, they're probably looking at the sun expanding and going, shit, we're running out of time here. Look, look I, I might be speaking out of turn here, but I reckon it's been brought up at a board level. People, them going, is five billion years long enough? <laughs> is there any way that we can slow down the expanding and the explosion sun. of the sun? Because we need to get at least one more comp in. I don't know if the sun has enough fuel for us to win a comp. That's my fear. That's my fear. Deals board meeting. And that's that. like uh, um, when I say my fear. You're talking, you're pretending yeah, to be. Yeah, I'm pretending to be a board member. You, what, what just happened there is you were acting, right? Yeah. That was phenomenal. Like, that's probably what they do at a board level. Yeah. They're like. At the annual general inst- meeting, yeah. all the club at members. At the AGM, in instead, of, instead of looking for new talent and trying to, you know. Oh, you get a scientist improve, in there. Yeah, and improve like, the team. They've got scientists running numbers, yeah. quant models, quant models. going, how do we slow down the sun's use of energy? <laughs> Probably, I hear they got a clock in their uh, in their sort of their RSL part of their uh, what's it called their fucking the leagues club the leagues club. There's a clock counting down. Yeah, five billion years. Five billion years. It's ticking, and they're wigging out. Dude. Yeah, and you know what? When you go for a, when you go for a parmigiana at the leagues club, all they do is look at the clock and go, they're "Holy all shit, we're clock. losing seconds." Jesus Christ, we haven't won a comp yet. I've been here for two hours. That's two hours that our club won't get back. Yeah, it's two hours closer, two hours to, the closer sun to the sun eating the earth. And and us not winning another comp. <laughs> so it's tough. It, it is tough. That's a lot of pressure to be under. Oh baby, yeah. that's why they're milking penalties. That's why they're milking penalties? That makes sense. Of course they are. They're like fuck. The clock's ticking. The clock is ticking here. Ah, oh, my neck. <laughs> my neck. Ah, oh, crusher. <laughs> and then Brad's going. I got no idea what you're talking about. We're yeah. not. We're not under any pressure at all. To, to beat the sun. Everyone's going, the sun? What are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing. Albert. Albert. So Albert was loaned to the Warriors, but then is now, there is a yarn I saw on someone's Twitter, one, some journal, mm. may have even been friend of the show and notable booze hound, Buzz Rothfield, <laughs> um, that he might be on playing off the bench this week. Okay. Now, I mean, fuck, journos say shit all the time. We'll wait and see, Eddie. Mm. But more, wait for the team more importantly than you know whether he's going to play or not is the fact that he is the progeny of the great 
and powerful John Hopperwadi. John Hopper Hopperwadi. First of Hopperwadi fame. Of Hopperwadi fame. Of like, like you know how the Falcon is Mario Fennec getting hit in the head with a ball? Yep. Hoppering people is when you stick your finger in their bum now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's like, it's part of the It's the part vernacular. of the Australian lexicon. That's right. He, John Hopperwadi mm. of Hopper fame. Yeah. Son of Albert. Son oh, of father Al- of Albert. Father of Albert. Father of 11 kids, yep. Albert being one of them. Mm. Um, he went on Instagram this week. If you don't follow him, you should, because he has a lot of helpful COVID information as well. But he went on the Instagrams, and I'm just going to have to get it up, really, because... So there was a, an NRL.com article. Hasler won't recall Hopawati yet. Um, basically, that is just... Obviously, something that Hasler said, not ready to call up Hopawati. He hasn't debuted yet for Manly, but apparently an absolute throbber in the making mm. whilst maybe having suspect knees. But, you know, uh, not not necessarily going to be called up. So Hopper has shared a screenshot of that on his Instagram, and he is Hop555, mm. if you want to go and follow him. Mm. And he's like, he's shared the thing saying Hasler won't recall Hopawati yet, and he says, good. We don't ever, all in capitals, want to come back. And that started what has been a real fucking hectic exchange. Hopper was obviously fuming, right? Yeah. Started interacting with some people, some P's and D's, not necessarily of ours, but just general P's and D's, Mm. Mm. talking shit to him on his Instagram. So let me just take you through a couple of them, if you will indulge me, gentlemen. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. So this is P... P. Wet Dog said to him, Thought you were better than that, John. Guess not. Albert is an awesome player, and I hope his knees hold up, but you speaking like that doesn't help. He would have slotted straight into the starting 13 this week, but he's on loan, to, uh, but he's on loan and Hasler had just said, Not yet. Tommy's due back next week, so don't be a fuckwit. <laughs> Hop. P. Wet Dog, what the fuck would you know, cunt? If you don't know the real situation, then in all caps, shut the fuck up and stay in your lane because you don't want to come in mine because I will fuck you up. <laughs> Hopper. <laughs> fuck, he can be relied on, Carney. Oh, my God, dude. He is. He's so good. Then Blake. Under- what, a, what a gift to the game he Man, is. He, he, I was thinking He's about, an ornament. He is Tom. an ornament to the game He's of rugby league. When you think about like the characters that make up the rich tapestry of rugby league. Which we talk about every week. Your Wayne Bennett's, your Phil Gus Goulds, your Ricky Stewart's, your, your Peter Volandis, your Bud Rossfield, Kenty, all these people. Hopper is undoubtedly one of them. Like 100%. He's, he's up there. He's on the like wall. One of the great rugby league characters, mm. icons even. Yeah. He's on the wall. If you're painting, uh, like, you know, a Last Supper a, style of, of rugby of league, rugby league, royalty. great characters. Yeah. No, but great characters yes, in rugby yes, league. Yes, yes, I'm making shirts, Tom, he's yes. on there. He has to be on there. Has to be. Absolutely. Not a bad idea for a shirt. Hopper, always chasing the cash. No loyalty ever. Pretty dumb thing to say whilst your son is technically still under contract. All caps. Nothing to do with money, cunt. Another fuckwit that doesn't know what the fuck is going on. So fuck up, dumb shit. <laughs> I would be petrified if John Hopawati of Hopawati fame Mate, you'd told have me to, to be... fuck up and go play with myself. I would fuck up. Tom, Eddie, Putters, and Dribblers. Look, uh, we're going to give it short and sweet. You may be able to hear what's going on in the background. It's uh, it's Asha 
with a little bit of bit of little John, give a bit of yeah. So I just want to know uh, what's your what's your favorite song from a Year Six disco, and who did you dance with? Let me know. Uh, Natalie Austin, I miss you. Please come back. Be soon. Good question. Year six dance. I don't know if I did dance with any girls. Probably yeah. I was. I was. I, I don't think I was up to it. <laughs> you didn't really come into your own. No, I, I wasn't up to it. I'll be honest. I wasn't up to it then. I didn't dance with anyone. Did I have my new Billabong denim j- jorts on? Yeah, I did. I think they were pretty cool. Yeah, I did. My SP belt. Yep. <laughs> my 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 suede Puma shoes that I never really liked, but Mum did. Did I have them on? Yep. Was I wearing Hawaiian shirt? Almost certainly. <laughs> Did I dance with any women? No. I don't think Shocker. I would have. <laughs> Shockingly. Is that surprising? Not entirely. Oh, that is fantastic. So, Not yeah, entirely. You, were, you weren't exactly the Lothario you are now. <laughs> Back in your sixth. Oh, I think it's fair to say that I didn't have any Lothario blood in me at that time. <laughs> Um, what I do for some photos I've seen photos of you young and they're some of the great back before you could well see I can't smell you can't go cross-eyed no well, that's right I used to be four-eyed within an inch of my life Eddie, eyes turning Eddie, all over the shop he had turning Eddie, eyes yeah his eyes were like uh, they were know, free you know like when a magnet <laughs> is in the like true north or south and it just or a compass and it just spins around because it doesn't know where it's going yeah that was what your eyes were like, right? Yeah, yeah, for many years. And then you had like something cut. I had surgery when I was uh, in Yuan to uh, fix the problem. Yeah. Mother feared that if I was allowed to live a life of cross-eyedness, yeah. permanent, yeah, 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 then that may have some impact on your development, as my a... development as a man, yeah. and my ability to better woman, Tom. <laughs> Uh, she made the right call. Shout out to Mama <laughs> Sims oh, and Papa Sims. Sims. Yeah, for both of them. Who drove me down to Orange for the corrective surgery. Did you go get put under? Dr. Chang, I believe his name was. Terrific. Shout out to Dr. Yeah, Chang. Yeah, I was under. Yep, yep. And I went under. Can, when Could you, did you notice, like, so you couldn't see? One of, that's one of the great blurry? questions. I don't, I don't have any recollection of, like, because you would have, you would think that if your eyes turned, then you wouldn't be able to see what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Uh, I, rem, I, I don't. I could see. I could see. Was that because of those big, thick goggles you wore? Yeah. Cute as a button. As and a I, used to, you know, I used to sit down with mum every night. We'd watch Home and Away. And I would wear <laughs> an eye patch trying to strengthen the other eye. And then in doing so, the other one was fucked. And they were both fucked. It started with one. Went to two. The call was made. Need to, need to fix this. Need to fix this. But there's photos out there. Ella likes to take photos of them and put them on her Instagram yeah. every time we go home. <laughs> So, dude, and now you can't go cross-eyed at all. Now I can't go cross-eyed at all. Try, I can't. Just try that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Can't do it. For those of you that aren't watching, you know when you go when you're younger and you look at your finger in front of your face and you, and you bring it in, bring the finger in, and then before you know it, you cross-eyed. Eddie's eyes just at some point stop looking at the finger. Can't do it. Do you reach a point where you're like, I can't, and then you just go straight forward again? I just can't do it. I just... oh, you know, you're not. It's. I mean, you can't, but it's. It's better than I, like, what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're getting better at it. Maybe you are. Anyway, uh, so you weren't doing any dancing. What about any songs? Did you like, or any girl? What about a girl that you liked? 
Remember, what, I'll tell you what was big when I was at, yeah, in your six at the dance. The hey, the ha, the hey, yeah. Uh, mine, what, and was there a lady that you at least had your, your eyes on that were now working? <laughs> Multiple at the same time? Well, it was probably Katie Brown at the time. Katie yeah. Brown? Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what Katie's up to anymore? A couple of kids. A couple of kids? Yeah. Don't know where she's living, but yeah. Same birthday, actually. Really? Yeah. Did that, was that sort of a thing where you thought your star-crossed love was meant for each other? Yeah, I think so. Shout out to Katie Brown. Uh, mine was... Blink-182, All the Small Things, I think, was like, that was like the fucking big song. Again, I don't know if we actually had any, I went to an all-boys school in primary school, so it wasn't like, we didn't have dances with girls, but I was, uh, had a big crush. Was All the Small Things you six? For me, I think it was. Remember, I am two years your senior, maybe five years your senior, I can never remember. And Christy Pickett, who I still know, lovely girl, lives overseas. Hope you're doing well, doll. Mm. Um, that was my memory. Never got to dance with her, unfortunately. And and no, it probably still haunts me to this day. Great question, though. Great question. Loved it. Happy to report that my fashion was better than Eddie's at six or 12 or whatever we were, but not much better. In fact, you named a lot of garments that I think I was probably wearing. <laughs> It sounded, it sounded eerily similar. Mate, I've seen photos of you at Street's house in Barrel, and you're, you, weren't, you weren't a fucking gosling, mate. No, no, I'd say from like, I'd say year six, I was, cl- I was probably closer to it. And then once year seven and that rolled around and the real puberty fat came along <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is, this is getting a lot worse <laughs> before it gets better. And then it got better and then it got worse again. And that's where you find me today. <laughs> So Yaya Toure, right? He was on a um, he was on a, a soccer aid match for UNICEF, right? So it's a charity match for UNICEF. And before the game, he tried to get in nineteen sex workers, like prostitutes, um, just to get the team well oiled, as it were. And like apparently in the WhatsApp group, even put in a woman who I believe may have been one of the workers who he was trying to arrange in the bath, fiddling. He put that in the WhatsApp group, and everyone's like, um... This is a what charity the, game. What the fuck, Yaya? So it's a pornographic video showing a naked woman in the bath of the group's WhatsApp. It sparked a string of complaints from his appalled teammates, who included <laughs> several female players, as well as celebrities. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it's a charity match. It's a charity match. Was he joking? <laughs> no. They called on Soccer Aid and ITV bosses to axe Toure from the game, held annually in support of children's charity UNICEF. Toure has three children with a wife and deleted the messages and issued an apology, but he was booted from Sunday's game. <laughs> there was a WhatsApp group for his team, the World Eleven, and everyone had been chatting in it. Uh, without being promoted, Yaya posted a video of a naked woman in a bath. She was acting in a lewd manner and it was highly inappropriate. He went on to say he could get 19 women like the one in the video to come to the hotel to the pleasure of those playing in the match. It was absolutely disgraceful and caused a huge amount of distress to some people who received the messages. 
Soccer Aid is a charity and is raising money for children. So to have one of the players, especially one who's supposed to be a professional, making such lewd and gross suggestions is despicable. That's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Holy shit. The be- the best use of language in that story was the first bit where it was like, teammates that included women were appalled. Like, it's such a great yeah. word for that thing. And then further down, it's like, lewd and disgraceful <laughs> behavior. Despicable. The, the insider added, the messages turned the stomachs of the women along with the men. The atmosphere among both teams had been so good and spirits were high. These messages have really soured the mood. (laughs) How much do you want to bet that all of the guys in those fucking teams were like, if this was an all bloke side, it would have been a very different story. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Scotland's Julie Fleeting is one of the stars who made their feelings clear about how wrong they thought the messages were. <laughs> Not everyone was impressed. However, it's hard to move on from this as it, just, it wasn't just banter. To many, it felt mis- misogynistic and wrong. An apology won't cut it. At breakfast on Friday morning, it was all, it was all anyone could talk about. <laughs> so you can imagine Dad at breakfast going, holy shit, what about Yaya's messages? Well, is Yaya like, at breakfast? I don't know. Did he show his face? Well, because he probably hadn't been kicked out yet. You look over and Yaya's hooking into a mango, like nothing's wrong. Oh, Jesus Christ. There was no laughter and no one thought it was funny in the slightest. Everyone signed up to Soccer Aid as there is one goal, to raise money for UNICEF. This has cast a shadow over the event. (laughs) Turo was then told this afternoon it was the right thing for him to step back. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Shout out to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. That's snorting, growling, growling. That is snorting, howling, growling. He does. He's a a dribbler. Yeah, he's a dribbler, dude. Holy shit. Well, even then, like... He's a dribbler. There's no way around it. He's a complete fucking idiot. Oh, my God. That's wild. That's That shows such a lack of awareness. Like, just a criminal lack of awareness. <laughs> there are chicks in the WhatsApp group? And you put some ch- some some fucking sex worker playing with herself? In the bar. In the bar? I can get more of these if you want them. <laughs> 19 more. There must have been 19. Like, yeah, yeah, he's thought yeah. It, he's being thinking of everyone in the team. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you won't have to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, no won't one I won't pee. I won't pee. I forgot myself. I've already got one. <laughs> anyway, that's We're in the bar. Time. We're in the bar now. <laughs> Where are your kids and your wife? Yeah. Appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him. You know what? Like the world offers up weird. It's a, you know what I mean. Life's full of just fantastical stories. Yeah, it is that blow your mind and shock you regularly. <laughs> and that is as shocking and bizarre as any sports story. <laughs> it has to be right. Dom, Eddie, D or Dave, punters, and the dribble. Love that. Love that. It's good. If you've got. A hard on in public. I want to know how you hide it. Fold it up. I want to know. Fold it up into the band. Are you tucking it in to the top of your belt? Yep. I'm talking north, south on the cock. Or 
alternatively, you're going east-west. No. You're tucking no, that no. thing to the right. Well, unless you've got a natural, right. ga- a natural band. No, but you can see, like, if you want to hide it. Anyway. Send it north. I just want to give a shout-out to the Pete Murray dribbler. Yeah, great, great dribble. You send him north. You have to send him north. You just have to send him north. Like, put it this way: you're going into a meeting. What do you do with it? It's going north. It's going north. Has to. But I also have seen mates send it north, and then it's popped out. Like I remember a mate. I tell you, this <laughs> is a, reach for something high. So you've got to have a shirt on. Let me say that. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You poke it into your belt. Make sure you've got a shirt on. So a friend of the show, Sebo, <laughs> once when we were at school. He sent him north, <laughs> but he's remember back when silk boxes were the rage. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had silk boxes with like lip kisses all over them, <laughs> like red lips. <laughs> and he's obviously had a morning wood, which you do. We were at boarding school, and he sent him north, <laughs> and he's tucked his shirt behind. <laughs> <laughs> And there was just this like fucking you got Mike's this like circled dick shaped mound just popping out the top of his school pants, and you just could see it was like just this lips just like it was fucking hilarious. I'm like, bruh. So hang on, it it was he the shirt was behind <laughs> so it. He'd sent him north, and the shirt he obviously wasn't paying attention, right? Like it was in a rush, yeah, and. You know, when you're in boarding school, you would try and wake up as late as possible of before course. you had to go to, like, the class or breakfast or whatever. And he's just obviously sent him north and then tucked the shirt <laughs> behind it. And it was just this fucking knob tip popping out the top of his school pants. <laughs> the Rock put up a photo on his Instagram over the weekend of the front gates of his house removed from the fence and mm. they were on the on the grass. Yeah. Eddie, if you could be so kind as to read The Rock's... I'll read The Rock. This is The Rock. Not my finest hour, but a man's got to work. We experienced a power outage due to severe storms causing my front gate to not open. I tried to override the hydraulic system to open the gates, which usually works when power goes out, but this time it wouldn't. Made some calls to see how fast I can get the gate tech... On site, but I didn't have 45 minutes to wait because he's too, he works no, he's too just, hard. He's just he works too hard. Every minute filled. Yeah. By this time, I know I have hundreds of production crew members waiting for me to come to work so we can start our day. Okay. Hundreds. Oh, okay. Hundreds, sure. So I did what I had to do. I pushed, pulled, and ripped the gate completely off myself, tore it out of the brick wall, severed the steel hydraulics, and threw it on the grass. My security team was able to meet the gate technician and welders about an hour later, and they were apparently in disbelief and equally scared. Not my finest hour, but I had to go to work, and I think I'm 100% ready to be Black, Black Adam. Adam ripped gates, or RIP Gates. Now, I give you the fucking hot tip, punters and dribblers. This is a lie, right? This is a fucking lie from top <laughs> to bottom. From top to bottom. He did not rip the gates off by hand. No. He drove into them with yeah. his ute. <laughs> or he threw a rope over the back of them and ripped them off. Yeah, like, just, just... bullshit. If you, mate, okay, fair income, you're a fucking homo sapien, mate. You're not a gorilla. Like, you're, you're strong. Yeah. Sweet. But if your gate, right, you're like the, one of the biggest celebrities on the planet. You've got the most Instagram followers, I think, or right oh, no, up no, there. Or close. And you're, and you're and, worth like and, hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. And your gates, 
can be ripped off by hand. Like, are you serious, bro? What sort of fucking gates have you had put in? Crap. You would have got the best because you would have gloated about your new gate system. Yeah, like, exactly. If you go back far enough, there'd be some, there'd be some, some post, post about and go, oh, gate. this is fucking titanium steel, first grade, best in class, all this crap. He'd crap on and on about it, I guarantee you. You didn't fucking rip it off. He's the king of the, it's not the humble brag, because it's, no, it's not humble about it, but of him trying to pass off what is just blatant, self-serving bullshit as like just being like honest and let's just say it's true right let's say it's true this man has severe anger problems (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine like seeing your dad like that's not a great role model everyone's like the rock so good it's like nah dude that's like roid ray (laughs) it's exactly if it is true that's why he needs to go see someone he needs help that's roid ray (laughs) yeah to the point where he's trashed his gates you know what i thought about when i heard of this him going on to set and fucking regaling his story to every man woman and child the person that gets the coffees the person you know what i mean every single person and everyone just rolling their eyes going oh Oh, my god you seen Dwayne today he is fucking walking around telling yeah. his story about him ripping the uh, gates off. He, he walked in late and says, everyone, everyone, gather around for I will let you know why I'm why late. I'm late. But he and does he that. He does, like, he does speeches. Like oh, that. yeah. I've, I've seen, seen him before. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, everybody, listen, I just am so excited that we can get together and I really believe in this product. And in case you don't remember, even though I've told you 400,000 times, I only had $7 once. And now I do have way more than that. And my company's called Seven Bucks Productions because I used to have seven bucks and now I have hundreds and millions of bucks. <laughs> you know what? I'd be half surprised he had a fucking metal sore and he just went and cut them off. Looks they don't like look bent. No. Nothing looks bent. You would have to see some bend in that metal for that to be legit, right? Mate, it's bullshit. It is complete bullshit. And also, are you telling me that motherfucker doesn't have cameras at his front gates? Yeah, put up the footage. Put up the footage. He would have gone inside and deleted it and then left. Bro, put up the footage. If you ripped those gates off, Rock, put up the footage. Put up the footage. Where's the footage, bruh? Put up the footage. That's the Rock. Dude, you know, I don't... I used to love him when he was a wrestler. I guess when he was playing like a brash, arrogant person. He's lost... He's too famous now. It goes there to fuck some up. But he's like... He doesn't... He's like... He's like removed from reality. Because again, it's not about being like a hater, even though we are fucking hating on him. But it's like this guy isn't genuine, and the way he pretends he's living to be in a fantasy world fucking grinds my gears. He's living in a fantasy world, but I'm also like addicted to his content oh, because it's so outrageous. I'm addicted to it. You definitely didn't do that, Rock. If you did release the footage, and the reason you, if you did do it, you won't release the footage because it was a man in the midst of roid rage. You didn't do it. Hi, Tom. Hey, Eddie. Punters. And dribblers. Uh, it's 20 years. Tom, I was part of the 2007 alumni. It's got with you. Yeah. I was driving down the M5 the other day. Just watching all these Swanee. Inbox truck walk past. And made, drive past, sorry. Made me think, who do you love just... Who do you fucking love watching truck nut up the middle? I want to shout out to Blake Laurie from the Dragons. I know we're shit. He doesn't get the most PPMs. Uh, doesn't get the most minutes, but I fucking love watching that cunt truck nut through the middle. Reminds me a bit of the old Nathan Long, Martin Lang stages. So, anyway, who do you reckon? Thanks, boys. See you soon. Do love the question around nut truckers, because nut truckers, every rugby league team worth its salt needs a nut, tr- a nut trucker who 
probably doesn't get many PCMs, doesn't have an offload in their game, is basically one-dimensional, give me the ball, and I will truck the nut from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah. Maybe just attract a couple of defenders. Yeah, yeah. Look, PCM's not high. They're not high. Not a high PCM thing. They're probably coming off the bench. Mm. And My role is to truck nut. And, they'll, and this is no disrespect to these nut truckers, but they'll probably be forgotten quickly once they retire. That's right. No offense to them. Well, mate, most people don't even realize they're on the field. Exactly. No offense to them. No offense to them. Aiden, but Aiden Tolman. Just retired. Shout out to your great career, but you're a nut trucker. There was an article today that I think it was a quote from him that said he didn't want to retire, but no clubs are taking him. Oh, because look, it, it, look That's no offense, heartbreaking. No offense, Aiden, but like you know, your nut trucking days are over. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, listen, it's a low bar for a nut trucker, but if you're not even reaching that bar, then unfortunately, you'll find yourself. But there's, into be, there's still KPIs for nut truckers. Nut truckers, <laughs> nut truckers are still going around as well in the lower grades long after they've the bright lights of the NRL have have dimmed for them. You know what I mean? Like, like Tolman sounds like he'll still truck nut. Well, I mean, he just loves to truck nut, Tom. You know no what I mean? What. They can't turn it off. No. They they'll, can't turn it off. They'll never play a representative game. I think Tolman may have played City Country. I'm pretty sure he didn't play Origin. But you'll never truck nut in a representative game because nut trucking, not done on the representative stage. It's no, PCNs. No. It's, it's PCNs of the footwork, metric. It's PCNs of the metric. Yeah, it's dancing at the line. It's, it's, it's second, second chance nut. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Plum. <laughs> He could hit, and nut truckers can defend well, but Nigel Plum, trucker of nut. Yeah. A good nut trucker for Manly, and full respect to him, I loved him, but Mark Bryant, mm. nut trucker, mm. never played a rep game in his life, I don't believe. Well, again, it probably was, it might have been City Maybe like country. City Country, but that's a nut trucker domain. <laughs> well, that's where great nut truckers, like that's, that's the, the pinnacle. Heights. That's, that's the, the pinnacle for, for a nut, nut trucker. trucker. It's City Country, City which has been taken away from them. <laughs> so now they've got nothing. So now it's NRL. Yeah. I'd almost bring back City Country just, just for, for the, the nut, nut trucker. trucker. Because what else have they got? Nothing. Nothing else. They've got nothing else. And that's no disrespect. Because you've but made the NRL. But that's how you'd sell it as well. You know? You've come, made the NRL. You've come down to Apex Oval in Dubbo and watch and watch, watch Nut Trucking. Get to work. Bring no, back City no Country for that reason. No contact meters mate. anywhere. No, 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 no. No one breaks the line. <laughs> no one. No one bends the line. Rather, no one bends the line. I mean, can we? I'm just trying to think about in the NRL currently, without any disrespect to to some nut truckers going around. Blake Laurie's a brilliant one from Swanee. There, Blake Laurie is a nut trucker. <laughs> uh, like a Jason Bakuya. <laughs> Was he a nut trucker back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Lance Thompson. No disrespect to Lance. <laughs> did he, the late Lance Thompson, did he ever play any representative footy or was. Dior? Was. I, I wouldn't know off the top of my country, head. With Lance. The, the pinnacle for I wouldn't him. know the top of my head. Well, don't worry. Don't go looking for it. Um, but great question. I'm sending you nut oh, yep, truckers. City. Five games for City. There Five you go. Consistent. That's a decorated yeah, nut trucker career. Decorated. <laughs> Send in your nut truckers. Yeah. Send them in. Great nut truckers in rugby league. And 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 look, don't send them in if they haven't played City Country. <laughs> no, if they've played anything above, above City, City Country, Country don't send them in. in. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, unless they've played City Country. Like, you know, great nut truckers should have played City Country. Yeah, but, you know, but now without City Country, we're ruling out everyone that currently plays That's true, plays and NRL. it's been gone for a it's while. It's been gone for a minute. So we need to just have City Country's the highest level of representative football That's they've right. played. Oh. Unless it's like one fluke origin. 
I don't know if you boys remember Ryan Hinchcliffe. Yeah, Melbourne Storm. Nut yep. trucker. Nut trucker. Yeah. Through There's through. been a couple of good nut truckers that come out of Melbourne. He reminds me, and I think this is this may be the case for a lot of nut truckers, will often find a post-NRL career in running the water or being the trainer for teams. Nut truckers will run water. Because they can chuck water. Yeah, they'll become water truckers. <laughs> water truckers. They'll just chuck water, mate. Yeah. Fucking terrific. Great question, Swan. Yeah, great question. Ashton Sims. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of Sims fame. Of Sims fame. Of <laughs> eldest Sims fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and again, like all good nut truckers, they usually go to the Super League. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nut truckers love a post. You know what I mean? They love it That's over where there. Tolman could go. <laughs> it should. Fafita's David Fafita. And sometimes they get PCMs over there. They don't know what to do with themselves. Oh, yeah, no. A nut trucker in the Super League is a PCM king. Yeah, they go, what the fuck? They go, holy shit, I'm on the other side of the defensive line here. Oh, my God. I'm over the ad line. And when I said David Fafita, I meant uh, Andrew's twin brother. Yeah, yeah, we know exactly what you mean. Great question, Swanee. Huge. The nut trucker is born today in terms of the focus that it will be placed on. That we'll place on it from here. Henceforth. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's it hasn't probably got it, the Jews. It, it hasn't got. We haven't. The nut trucker has not got the love it. He, they deserve yeah, on this that's podcast. Right. That's right. Uh, but not not anymore. Not anymore. Those are the, the those days are gone. Yeah. The yeah. nut trucker. Yeah. We will shine lights on the nut trucker where no one else will. Mm. Mm. So send in your nut truckers. Every team's got a good nut trucker. At least one. Send them in. Send them in. Now, also, Eddie, it's uh, it's a special time in the podcast because we are announcing the uh, where we're awarding the latest baggy green. There's another member. There's of the another 11. member of the eleven, Tate Bailey. Yeah, and I tell you what, Eddie, get it. This, oh mate, this is almost my favorite thing. We've been I, this, given. I think, this might be our favorite piece ever. That's yeah. been so. We obviously spoke about the last dribble. And that, you know, we needed someone to to draw us a Last Supper-style um, piece of art to depict some of the great the greats of the game of rugby league. Now, you, some of you have probably seen it. We put it up on our Instagram a while ago, but he, he mailed through the finished product, and it is absolutely divine. Now, we don't know where we're going to hang it or what we're going to do with it, but we, we may very well also turn it into some T-shirts. I think it's going to look tremendous on a t-shirt, Tom. That's my feeling. Yep. I think I think they'll sell like hotcakes, but I also feel like it's one of those pieces where you're like, okay, yeah, it's silly season. Have I got the last dribble on? Yeah. I do. I'm ready to fuck. Baby. I'm ready to roll. It is absolutely exquisite. He's got a serious bit of talent, Tate Bailey. Yeah, he does. And and, I, and I'll give you. I, I want to. I want to give credit where credit's due. This thing is immaculately framed. Yeah, he's done a very good job of the framing. It's immaculately framed. And he's got the plaque on the bottom of the last dribble. It says the last dribble. It's in gold. Beautiful, uh, A beautiful font used, Tom. Very and nice font. He signed it, obviously. But where I find real class in this piece, just a, a subtle nod, one of one. Yeah. But, you know, you can't put a price on... Uh, on... Well, you can probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some ways we have. In some ways giving we have. A baggy grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, we only give them up if we're we think it's a good trade off. So mate, we've got to be fucking, we've got to be pretty happy. Uh, like, and we've said this before. I mean, the bar just keeps getting raised. Yeah. So these, I mean, we've got them. There's baggy grains running around, we waiting to, to be earned. But you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta go. Big. You gotta go the big lift. You gotta go the gone are the big... days when you can just fucking. Yeah, there know, was a couple of you know early adopters who mm. thought they could just get in with horse and credit to them. Credit to them, because they got the job done. Oh, they did. But the bar's raised the now. The bar is... This is the bar. And you've got to go... 
Because a big lift. As we've said before, we got dribblers going into our DMs who are like, oh, yeah, I found this out the back of a pub. It's like a fucking, some old jersey. And you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Mate, I've got, we've got, we've got Moreno wool test fucking ju- jumpers in there. Do you know what I mean? Do, I, do you think yeah. I care about some grubby old fucking piece of shit you found out yeah, the back of a pub? the back of a pub that didn't no. go off in a meat raffle once? Like, Mate, it's too hot, but I could go out there and put a test jumper on. <laughs> if it wasn't 38 degrees in the greatest state of all New South Wales, I would go out there and I would drag Moreno wool over my head. <laughs> And let it wrap my body. And then I'd kiss the shield. And then I'd kiss the crest of the nation. And then I'd spit into the lens of the camera and be like, what now? <laughs> it's it's very hard to be, to, to be turned to, to on by some, I'm not, by some I mean, shitty jersey you found out the back of the it, pub your mate works look, for. I, look, I don't want to admit it, but it takes me a bit to get going now. Where, look, you're, I'm into my 30s. You're almost at your 30s. And we've scaled such amazing heights that, you know, lead isn't as easily accessible. It's there. But it can the, be done. It can be done, but it's like, you know, it takes a certain... Mm. It takes a, 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 a skilled fabric. craftsman. It takes a certain fabric <laughs> or a skilled craftsman to really get it going. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, a Tommy Turbo length of the fielder. Yeah. Things like that. A so, screamer. Screamers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hat trick balls, jaffers, that sort of stuff. Ja- that sort of stuff. Now we're coming into summer. That's mm. where... That's what, you know, as we said, earlier in the days, easy to get lead going. Yeah. Now, you know... You gotta, work, you gotta work me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like someone who's got a porn addiction and he just porn keeps just, escalating. He's got to keep sending. And then all of a sudden, it. he's like, you know, watching midget gangbangs. You know. <laughs> I think I think you had to say dwarf gangbangs. <laughs> <laughs> Little people gangbangs. <laughs> Sorry if I've offended anyone. Is this live? No. Stadium here in case he gets it. Come on, Reese, you can do it. We're probably actually. I don't want to dribble for more than ninety seconds, so I'm going to call you back in because you're no, no, no. Don't call back. Stay on. Wishing kicking P dribbler was here to fucking make sure he's got a good idea. Actually, fuck it. Hold on, boys. Good, good. Spirit fingers up. There's a couple of Kiwi birds here. Yeah, righto, darling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Come on, Reese. Come on, Reese. 32, 10, 32, 11, 32, 12. Hold your breath, boys. Fingers up for the boys. Go on, Reese. He's gone. That's off the phone. He's off the fucking phone. Oh, fuck. Go on, the boys. Oh, fuck. Fucking ball. Fucking ball. Get it. Get it. 
In golf, there's nothing more nerve-wracking almost in life than when you have to tee off and there's a fucking group of people behind you you don't know. Or you do know. Or you do know. Yeah, but we it's do worse it. when you don't know because, oh. you, because you're at golf. Yes you got and your no. glove, You got your glove on. You know, you're dressed in your golf attire, but that is all masking your lack of ability as a golfer, right? Or at least... You might be like, I'm actually not that bad, right? I'm actually all right, technically. I, I tell you, as soon as you see me hit off, you go, that guy spends all his money on golf clubs and collared shirts and he can't play for shit. I tell you what, that reminds me of a funny story. There's nothing worse than this. Hamish and I, friend of the show, uh, were playing Randwick one day, right? And there was two girls and, it, you know, didn't matter that they were girls that this happened. You're just telling the story. Just telling the story. They teed off in front of us. Now, one of them was okay. The other one, no good. Like, yep. no good, no good. And the sun was sort of setting. Like, we didn't have a shitload of time. And we were like, oh, God. And so she was hacking up the fairway in front of us. And so Street's just like, fuck this. He sort can't of, handle that sort of stuff very well, can he? He runs over. Yeah. Runs over and goes, listen, do you mind if we play through you? They're like, nah, not a problem. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Because now they've allowed us to play through. And they've walked to the side. And now they're watching us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So street steps Because it's up. an alpha move to be like, can we play through? Because it's basically going, you're too slow, you're too shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So straight steps up. <laughs> and a couple of practice swings. I'm like, here we go. This will be interesting. And then it just <laughs> dribbles <laughs> off the tee and doesn't even make it to them. <laughs> and they're just like looking at it. And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Mine wasn't much better. Like went past yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. Fuck. And then I just see him over there. And then he's like next to them. And, like, from me to Dee or Dave away, they're sort of standing there watching him, and he's done it again. <laughs> and he's just got himself into such a flap. Fuck, it was funny, like, sort of hacking his way all over the first. That is so good. I think the other thing about Bronson is, and, you know, I know that tattoos pretty common in the NRL, but looking back on it, power of hindsight stuff, when he rocked up with the full leg tat from top to bottom, it, it sort of removed his clean-cut um, young, young boy, footballer yeah. on the rise, you know, like one of the good eggs. And I'm not saying that if you've got tats on your legs, you're a bad boy necessarily, but, like, it started to put him in that camp a little bit. Where you're like, oh, this guy... Yeah, so yeah. whether or not that's what alerted Asada, the leg tat... Because the leg tat was and a the, big day. And the fact that his legs... But the, the other thing was, right, it wasn't just the leg tat. It was the fact that he got the leg tat on... Basically, like horse legs, like yeah. massive, massive, massive legs that sort of just came out of nowhere. These legs got big, and he's quick. galloping around. You're like, bruh. And what was funny as well is all those stories beforehand that, like, I didn't even really pay attention to, but they would just lead up to the season dribbles. And it was like, it was like the day before. Never been quicker. Never been faster training with the renowned sprint trainer and you know friend of the show Roger Fabry. 
Big friend of the show. Uh, you know, and Roger's taken the news fucking real hard. Of Roger's... course he has. Of course he has. Because Roger would have thought that it was all up to him, the speed. Yeah. You know what I mean? He would have been like, I'm the best coach in the world. I've got this kid absolutely humming. Mate, look, you want a sprint coach? Can I show you what I've done to Bronson Cherry in the last yeah, six months? Yeah, the guy was already quick. Now look at him. And then it's like, oh, yeah. no, nah, he was you, need, you, you might need to take Bronson off your CV, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You might want to fucking go edit that CV yours, bruh. They just fucking found five different types of gear in Bronson's blood. He was pissing as hot as anyone. Yeah, The yeah. piss was as hot as the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to, keep, they had to take a couple of readings. Yeah. It was melting the glass. He was pissing into it, or the plastic or whatever the fuck it was, Dior. It was burning it, though. Yeah, that piss is from the center of the earth. <laughs> G'day, Mr. Tom. G'day, Mr. Eddie. P's and D's. Chuck here calling in from uh, Austin, Texas. First up, how good's Merino wool? The best. It's the, uh, the the softest and finest option for a wool pull. If you are going to pull some wool, make sure it is Merino wool. Yep. The uh, official buyer of the, yeah. the podcast. I think it goes saying, mm. yeah. Got a quick question. Why the fuck do rugby league wingers jam on every single play? Good question. It, it baffles me. Now... Maybe they're told to do it. Maybe St. PVL tells them to do it so that the game scores uh, lots of tries uh, every week. But if they're not told to do that, no wonder all the fucking coaches are bald or grey because that would do your head in week in, week out. (laughs) Um, But that's my question. Uh, Shout-outs to the hitman, Mr. Dave Liston. Hope you're well, brah. Get back to Texas soon. P's and D's. Tom ready. Be soon. That's right. Dave Liston is the hitman. Um, Mate, great, one of the great, great question. What are the great conundrums? Really? Well, is. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, how are the pyramids built? What's in the Bermuda Triangle? Why does that just keep? You know, what's going on there? Why mm. do rugby league wingers jam in? No one knows. It's an unknown, and it probably will never be known. No, I, don't, be I think it's one of those things where it's like Stephen Hawking, I think, was working towards, when he's talking about the meaning of life, one of the key factors that were unsolved, unfortunately, when he passed, yes. was why does the rugby league winger jam in on every play? Well, it's, it's, it was part of his life's work, Tom. Yes. Which was had gone unwritten, really. It actually was disappointing they left that out of the theory of everything. Well, he, it, well, he, well he nailed Hawking radiation, right? Got his name on the map, and then spent the next 50 years... Trying to work out why rugby league wingers jam in. <laughs> Consumed him. And never, unfortunately, never arrived at an answer. So, Holidate. This was, I think we spoke about Holidate the last potty you were on here. Yeah, we and would have. That was what, the start of this year. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's sort of. the madness. We sort of, it got us into sharing our love affair of the rom-com. I think maybe a little bit like that was yeah. sort of around our real honesty session around rom-coms and what they mean to all three of us. Certainly on a bounced out Sunday, but you know, the rom-com trope of two hot people meet. They probably fuck or hook up or something happens. They have like a quirky way of getting in touch with each other. Then there's a bit of like chemistry. They they like each other, but they don't. And then something happens to yeah. something to, goes amiss. Something goes amiss. They separate, and then they come back together. Either fate brings them back, or true love, yeah. or, or another quirky situation. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, and then or a double ending. down on the quirkiness. All you know though is a happy mm. ending. If I have a rom com that's a sad ending, that's you a, can well, that's not a rom com. It's not a rom com. It's, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. 
it's a it's a it's that's a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> and look, Shakespeare's been dead for a long time. And if you were to wake up tomorrow, Move I'd go, "You're done, mate. We're done with Shakespeare. You had your time in the sun, bruh. Four hundred years ago. And I've got to tell you, we took your model and we improved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yours was too scat. We put some nos in that bitch. Well, we took out the tragedy <laughs> and we put in and we put in the the romance. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, you ever thought of a you ever heard of a happy ending Shakespeare? You yeah. negative fuck. Well, he lived in negative times <laughs> in a negative world well, where people true. died when they were like twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, know? people would lose like ninety yeah, percent. Yeah. Oh, their oh, I've got a common cold, dead. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I scratched I my knee playing cricket. Oh, yeah, well, you're uh, gonna have to well we're going to have to cut your fucking leg off, and mate. we're not going to give you any pain medication. <laughs> uh, bite into this stick. <laughs> have you still got that rusty old fucking axe? You know what I mean? That was Shakespeare. That was so I get the yeah. tragedy angle. But now with modern medicine, penicillin's really kicked the rom-com into gear. Fair to say? Uh, <laughs> without penicillin, there is no rom-com. No, no, no I've always thought that. Butterfly flaps its wings. Penicillin is the father <laughs> of the modern rom-com. Wings. <laughs> forget Julia Roberts. Yeah. No. Forget. No. Mate, Julia forget, Roberts owes her career to penicillin. Owes her whole career. <laughs> She's not paying royalties to the penicillin family, then fuck, she sure should be. Could you two just not talk anymore? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.